I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Y'all ready? Yo, y'all know the name. Foul fucking munch ain't a damn thing change. You all up in the range. Then your shit's inebriated. Phase from your original plan, you deviated. I alleviated the pain with Learn Torn Gold. Took my underground loop without the gold. Without the gold. Hey, without the gold. welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. Tuesday afternoon edition of the Blackout Tips. Everybody in rush hour traffic. Yes. You are now jamming with the best. Um, don't touch that dial. It's got jam on it. Yes, it does. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been a while since we had this gentleman on the show. You guys should have recognized his, uh, his voice from the intro. You should recognize him from his own podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to get all the podcast ladies pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> super, super. <laughs> yes, uh, but, uh, it's, it's the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Mr. Moody from Mr. Ma- Moody's Neighborhood podcast. What's going on, Mr. Moody? Peace King, peace King, peace Queen, man. I'm chilling, man. Um, it's been like what, two years? Dog, it's, it's been like a, it, what, it, it feels a year like, and a half? it feels like it's been a year, dog. It, I feel like we talked to you this year, but it feels longer because, you know, how many more shows we do? How many I mean, more right, shows right, right. we talk you do? To? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, I'm chilling. You know what, man? I'm real happy to be here, man. It's been, um, today I was going to make sure that I was going to do this shit. I was just so happy to get a call from y'all to come on and rock, man. So, I've been grinding, man, running as usual. You know, it don't stop. As soon as we get off the air, I should be nice and sauced up by then. I'm going to go to sleep as soon as we get off. <laughs> yeah, you been, have you been getting some sleep lately? Because I know, you know, uh, a while back when we talked to you, you used to, you know, workaholic and you never really get time to, like, really settle down and collect yourself. And you was, like, you know, almost passed out one time and stuff. So you been getting some sleep lately, man? How, how's the grind treating you? Nah. Not at all, man. Just running around. Look, they they say do it now, man. I have the big. I'm gonna have the bigger to get it done now. I'm trying to put me and my wife in a good place, man. Well before 50 years old, so you know I'm gonna run till I drop. So, but I like this is who I am. So every once in a while, my body shuts down, and that's what this is probably gonna do that today or tomorrow. So I'm good, man. I don't need to sleep. Podcast is keeping me up, baby. I'm ready to go. Man. <laughs> you be having them uh, that Batman coma sleep. Oh <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, hanging upside down at that. Yeah, make make that uh, four hours count for eight. <laughs> Karen, would you say something? I'm sorry, I cut you off. Oh, yeah, I, I said Miss Moody gonna be looking at you snoring with his eyes wide open, it's like is is that nigga sleep? <laughs> what are you staring at me? So uh, I gotta ask, man, like what's going on with the show, man? Like it, it's kind of turned into like you know a countdown you got some musical stuff yes. inspirational MGN advice like radio yeah, yeah. what yeah. like what what yeah. was the decision behind that and like how how's it going because i all the time on my timeline i see you getting the most love and all that stuff because people seem to be really digging it well i mean humble thank you for that first of all rod man what it is is that um it, it was about three years ago i always intended on doing multiple shows i i didn't want to I didn't want any one show to be like the other one. I wanted, when you came into the hood, whatever you heard, I wanted it to be completely different. The only thing I wanted, wanted to remind you that it was me was the voice. So I, I, I've been meaning to do that, but it was just the time. Like I just didn't have the time. So this year, I think as most people know, you haven't really heard the whole crew. Like I don't know if we as a unit, I don't think we've done eight shows all year as a unit. Mm-hmm. So, like, I accepted that challenge. I swept a couple of things off my table, 
And I said, you know what? I can either sit here and, and kind of whine about our scheduling because it's all scheduling. Or I said, I can just go forward with what I was going to do anyway, which is putting out three completely different shows. So I said, no matter what, I'll just get the shit done. So, so I like motivating people. That's one of my things. And uh, my favorite show is actually Hood Love Monday. Yeah. And so and, I just, yeah. And, 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 and mine too, man. Cause it's, it, I can't, yeah. I want to encourage you cause, and I know you do it because it's kind of what you do, but. You just don't know how good it feels when I turn it on. They'll be like, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Hey, I know you look tired this morning. It's time to wake up and grind. Good morning. I'll be like, (laughs) see, I already be at work because I got to run over at like 7 a.m. in the morning. I'll be like, yes, good morning Um, (laughs) to you too, Mr. Booty. Exactly. It's inspirational. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, you know, because my whole thing was um, I just decided to go full throttle because it comes a point in time. I speak for myself personally as a podcaster. No, it, what turns into venting is something that most of us start just to kind of vent. Mm-hmm. And then you, you want to monetize your situation sooner or later. But mm-hmm. I didn't feel that Mr. Moody's Neighborhood alone was good enough to monetize and call myself a respectable podcaster. The more content you have, the more effective you are as a podcaster. So I love old school music. Um, I wanted to do that Super 7s. Everything I did, I like that. for you to really fit. I like that shit to like, get into me. I, I got to do shows that you like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, this mm-hmm. motherfucker really care about the way, how I feel about shit. So I just wanted to add all these shows. I said, I don't care if the crew do it. I don't care who doing it. I don't care if it costs me another eight hours of sleep. I'm going to get it done. And the, the snowball started rolling downhill and I can't stop the shit. If I wanted to stop now, I couldn't stop it. Mm. Yeah, because it's it's almost. I'm not even gonna lie. You have kind of spoiled me. I've become accustomed to like four five updates a week from you. You know, because I yeah. I use Stitch and Stitch would be like, "You got a new Mister Mood." I'll be like, "All right, let me go ahead and download okay. this." Okay, but time out. Why are you fucking around? Speaking of spoil, let's talk about what spoiled is real quick. If you're spoiled with me doing these crummy three shows a week. How the fuck do you think I feel <laughs> you do 21 shows a week? I was talking to somebody about your podcast. I said, I swear to God, it ain't five, man. It, it's like they do two shows a day, seven days a week. That, that's the way to put I don't know how y'all do anything other than podcasts. So you talking about motivation and, and you talking about being spoiled. That's all spoiled motherfuckers. I'm, saying, I'm just a fucking black guy who trips knockoff in this motherfucker, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's first of all that's that's not true man uh like the the mr moody's neighborhood already had its own vibe yes which was uh one of the yeah. things i like about the show man yes, sir. Cause, like i like when i i like when i can recommend a show and be like oh that's his own like culture yeah you know what i mean Thank like you. i remember yeah. when i first recommended the show i was like hey don't go over there expecting the black guy who tips because you like, ain't gonna get it though. yeah it's different it's a little yeah. rougher but yeah. but it's but it's different and i still fuck with them because it's authentic so yeah like that was so it's, it's, it's you can never be a knockoff but then um secondly uh the way we do all these shows a week is lots of planning that's why like you got to plan yeah. everything you be like okay so lunch yeah. um is at is at two, two. and that means yeah. that uh, i got time i can like sneak home go see a movie uh, come back. We gotta do the show at five. After five, I'm supposed to watch this show at eight. After that, we're gonna cook dinner. Like it's a lot of planning, like, um, like around the, the shit. Like 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 to, like yeah, literally you, to the minute. Mm-hmm. You, you know what? Um, I was telling one of these. There's a newer podcaster. Uh, he's gonna try to do his thing. Next, excuse me. He's gonna do his thing next year. 
And uh, we were talking, and I had to set him straight real quick because he was like, yo, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do that. So, yo, I'm going to come on, right? I'm thinking when I get home, I'm, I'm going to fucking do my show at 5.30. It'll be over at 6.30. I was like, nigga. <laughs> It's going, you going to do, you must be doing a 10 minute show. If you think you're going to get it done in an hour, <laughs> so much be, you know, I think a lot of cats don't understand the prep. What, like, okay, Super 7s, for instance. Mm -hmm. Super 7s is between 90 minutes and two hours of prep work. Mm -hmm. Everything, I believe it, that. it has to be a certain way. And I think that a lot of times what people don't understand, you got to be in the mood to do this shit. Yeah. You know, sometimes, sometimes I'm saying I want to start recording at 7 p.m., but I don't feel it so i'm walking around the house i go for a drive i try to get motivated i start at eight i may finish at 11 o'clock you ain't coming home at five nigga mm -hmm. and, and you're not going to be done at six to take hours of planning before you even turn these microphones on man yeah 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 and sometimes i i think people don't understand and i and i and i, and I want to ask you some questions that we probably have asked you this before but i'm gonna ask you again anyway just for the people that's getting introduced to you oh, but before you even ask Two things, mm -hmm. and then you got your questions. Okay. Last time Mr. Moody was on the show, February 14th, on the pre-Valentine's Day, uh, pre Day sale uh, show. Yes. Well, we, was okay. try we tried to give people some game out there and say, even if it's last minute, you need to stop being mad, stop harassing these angry women on Twitter. Yes. And start asking them out because they will still accept dates at the last minute. It's a sale. Yeah. And it's the second right. weekend of the black, uh, not the black man holiday, the, uh, <laughs> the best man holiday. Oh, uh, yeah. This week. Yeah. Fine. There's a lot of ladies that resisted going to see the best man holiday because they was like, I ain't about to be no stereotypical go to the movies alone, sister, to see these men. Hey, the weekend is coming up for, for weekend two. Ask them. They, they are properly feel like they are not a stereotype at this point. And you can go get two tickets and they'll go with you this weekend, man. They feel like, Oh, I'm not like, I'm not pressed like them other sisters to see Morris Chestnut with no shirt on, man. You take her that right, right. and it's a good movie and you'll have a good experience. So that's, that's, that's an excellent dating tip, Karen. Uh, from the ladies' perspective, mm -hmm. the second thing I was gonna say is, um, yeah, that uh, being in the mood shit is so real because mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. people that listen to your shit do not care if you're in the mood. So you have <laughs> ain't to, that the truth? <laughs> so, so like anybody that's all. starting off in the podcast shit, you make playing your shit with something you know you can do. Where you like, all right, I can make once a week. I can do this. You know what I mean? It'll right. it'll grow right. from there. Yeah, let me tell you something that's, that's mad funny. I had like a crazy viral infection or something last week. So for the first time, I'm still kind of sick, but I'm getting better because I'm drinking Corona now. But <laughs> for the first time in like a whole year, I was um I was in the bed for three days. That's unheard of. Mm -hmm. So somebody had called to wish me well, which I really appreciated. So we talking. So Shorty said, yo, you know, just if you need anything, if your wife get overwhelmed, just call me. I'll come through. And I could barely talk, and I was like, Oh, I, oh, I appreciate that. She said, oh, hey, I'm Moody. I said, what's up? You, you putting out hood love Monday tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I said, yeah, it's coming, it's coming out. God damn it. She's like, I know you sick, but fuck you, nigga. I need my weekly motivation. Yeah, okay. dog. Motivate me. Don't nobody care, dog. You you be out yeah, here like, yeah. man, you know, I just, well, we took a week off yesterday. I mean, last week. week. 
and i forgot uh, i forgot to announce it on the regular show yeah he didn't he announced it on like a, a one of the uh spinoff shows so the premium right. people knew but he didn't announce it like on the regular yeah i show. forgot i didn't tell anybody so um like the first couple of days like oh y'all y'all take a couple of days off i was like yeah mm-hmm. you know how it is man we gotta get a mental you know mental break, realize you know, it's gonna be for a whole re-stimulate <laughs> you know blah blah man mm-hmm. by like tuesday i was like hey nigga where's the show Mm-hmm. It's been, it's mm-hmm. been, hey dog, y'all gonna take a show this week or not, man? My, my, my thing ain't, ain't, my, I don't see anything on iTunes. I was like, all right, brother, listen, I, it's working, it's coming back Saturday. I'm sorry, I forgot to announce it. She got serious. Yo, I can't lie. A couple of years ago, when Karen, when the Queen got sick, man, and, and you know, you, you did what kings do. It, like, it, it, and I was more concerned about her than the podcast. Oh, just thank you. Mm-hmm. No, that's just real shit, but like, just being spoiled, it's like, okay. I know he said <laughs> right. to, to his wife, but you know what you do? You just go back to sit here and peep in on it. Like, maybe that shit. Right. People was like, people was like, yeah, I seen Karen on Twitter, man. She seemed like she feeling all right. I'm like, hey, man. I'm like, hey, man. Just, uh, that's a little different. That's a little different. Yeah. It's just like, we gotta breathe too, people. We gotta breathe. But I tell you what, man, it's a labor of love that. Exactly. You may hear us fucking around and joking about it, but I don't, I don't know too many, um, I don't know too many great podcasters and I don't, I don't speak a podcast out of my mouth unless in my opinion is great. And I don't know, I don't know, um, too many great podcasters that mine. It, it could get a little irritating at times, but I don't, I don't think we could change it once again. We, we have become programmable. The, the hustle is infectious. You gotta have it. If, mm-hmm. if I think a show is not coming out in the hood, Ed will tell you, man, naturally tell you, I'm like a demon. I'm like a demon. If I think something's not going to happen, it's like, I literally have a bipolar meltdown now. Mm. So, mm. I, and I know for us, we literally wrap our world around it. Like yeah. we know our schedule so much that somebody can throw us a time and they're like, mm, "We can't make it." They're like, "How yeah. you know?" Mm. I'm like, mm, "We record on Saturdays, Mondays, right. Tuesdays, <laughs> Thursdays, two times on this day, one time on this day." I think I think I'm doing the spin-off show on this day. It's like, nah, you gonna have to get around that schedule. Yeah. Well, Karen, yeah, go ahead, yeah, go ahead yeah. and ask your questions, Karen. It's cool. Oh, okay. Mm. No, no problem. I didn't mean to cut you off early. Oh, no, no, that's, that's no, no cool. Problem. I, I want to interview you, Mr. Moody, for the people that, that literally might be hearing you for the very first time. Um, how did you find out about us? Man, I've been listening to y'all, so let me think about this now. How, how her first question gonna be about us, though? So I want to no, interview no, you. I mean, how yeah, you find out? Dope. I'm trying to. <laughs> that's what I want to know. How did you find us? I no, think I think I can remember that's, this. That's a good question. I, I know I, I know I know the answer to this. I remember the phone call. I, I was, remember that message. He was listening to Mister mm. Span, and Mister we were one of the podcasts that Mister Span shouted out. Okay, and he went mm. on a, he went on a road trip yeah. and he listened to us, and then he left us uh like two or three voicemails. I remember the messages. And I remember us forever. like we screened the messages before we played them on the show, and we both was looking at each other like Who this is this, this is either the like best crank call ever or this the realest nigga alive oh, yes like we couldn't figure out which one there's no in between like it's i was like no, either big up the span too big up the yeah. Stand. Bless, man. yeah we got to get man. him back on yeah. yep mm-hmm. but that's that's how yeah, was, so, so cameron answer your question <laughs> well you know cameron um that nigga had missing y'all on the show, and I and I called and left a couple of DMs, and I was thinking to myself when I left it, like either I'm the best crank caller in the world, or I'm a real motherfucker. 
it was no it was no in between because uh mr moody sounds so new york it was like yes it's either somebody fucking with us trying to do like the most new york voice of all, all times time, or uh, or uh, it's like the authentic real deal man it, it was an honor yeah, because no, it's, like it's, it's been a tre- it's been a treasure. Like, I mean, y'all y'all know how my sentiment works, man. It's been it's been like a it's been a motherfucking absolute pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure ever since then. And I keep saying five years, but I don't know if it's five. I think is it three or four? I've been riding or something, but it's yeah. been a long. It's been a minute, man. It's been a while. It's been man. a minute. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Karen. Cool. That and um. <laughs> also, how what what started Mister Moody's neighborhood? Well, well, Karen, you know, a lot of people don't know. I've mentioned it on the show a couple of times. I, I had actually podcasted twice before I started Mr. Moody's Neighborhood. Um, I did a podcast. It was, they was really just testing podcasting out with, with a crew called the Dyslexics I used to write for. And, um, it was, it was real goofy. I thought it was dope. They said, dude, you kind of got a voice. You might try to want to, you might want to try to do this on your own. I said, yeah, whatever. And then I left that alone. We did about five shows. And then uh, we used to have a television show on Comcast Cable. It was called the Urban American Show. And me and the owner, Tony Jackson, the show was doing pretty good on Comcast. We were doing, like, celebrity interviews, which I hate, but I had to do them. And we were doing, like, a little uh, sketch comedy thing. And so we also started doing the podcast. And that was really good, but then just business-wise, we clashed. And so we were about 20, 20 shows into that, and we stopped. Mm-hmm. So I let a year go by. And I said, you know what, I, like, I want to talk, like, no, I talk so much, I, I, I'm mad that there's nobody around to fucking listen to me, like, I want that feeling back, to run my mouth and vent my opinion. So I got with the only person that I trust, that I never have to watch my back with, and that's Ed. And I told Ed, I said, look, I'm a computer idiot, you're a computer wizard, all I need from you, handle my tech side, and I want to start this podcast. And so we, you know, we started it up and we just haven't looked back since then. Uh, how did DJ Natural get involved with the crew? Um, Ed introduced me to Natural. And the funny thing is when I first met Natural, when she was talking to me, she said, um, well, I just want to thank you for, what did, what did, what did uh, Karen disappear? Did I do something? Nah, she uh-uh. dropped out. She'll be back. <laughs> okay. Um now, Ed introduced me to Natural, and Natural, while she was in the middle of a sentence telling me that she was happy to participate, I looked at her in the face and said, yo, I don't like your voice, man. I don't think that she was going <laughs> And she just, it was like this, and she was like, what the fuck did he just say? You know, thanks, but nah, she ain't. Nah, I don't like it. So Ed was, Ed was like, what the fuck did you do? I said, yo. She sound like a fucking, I don't know, I don't like it. Yo, I don't like it, son. I'm not working with it. I don't like it. <laughs> so we, that was that. Ed ain't talked to me for about two weeks. Um, <laughs> and, and, and then one day Nat came down and she started talking and I realized, but one of my curses is, I think that it has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I will find a way sometimes to make something that is good. I will find a negative aspect in it out of my fear that it won't be perfect. Not to be malicious, mm-hmm. but I, I will I will try to find a, a weakness in you if we're going to do business together because I fear putting all my hard work in something and it falls on its, on its face. When I listen to Naturel now, I can't imagine, I, I can't imagine not podcasting with her. Her voice is sexy as hell. 
she's on the grind. She stay grinding. She's talented as hell. So that was there was almost no DJ Natural because I was like, yo, she was like, what's wrong with my voice? I was like, yo, shit is wet. Like I don't like it. <laughs> and uh, she like there was almost no Natural. Wow, crazy how close it was, man. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. cause, cause she's like a part of, 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 of the crew and the show and things oh, like that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. how, how do you get your bounce music? Did you restart the show with every year? You get like a new theme mm-hmm. music, the, the intro? We, we just do it in, we do it in the studio. And you know what's real fucked up about me? So black guy who tips nation, y'all feel free to go in. Cause I deserve this shit. <laughs> you know what it is? First of all, I do this shit for a living. But it, what happens is when, when I really love something, my mouth opens, right? Mm-hmm. And this up here, it's not really controlling the action. It's what's in my chest is controlling what I'm getting ready to say. So I would tell somebody, yo, why are you caring? I got the bounce for you, son. I got the <laughs> and, and yo, I, I mean it, I mean it when I say it, but then something, everything starts going crazy and I forget about it. The way that we do the bounce is, I, I call a bounce day. We get up in the lab and we just, we probably go over anywhere between 20 and 40 beats. Wow. And I, I keep narrowing them and narrowing them. And, and like this 2014 is, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this 2014 is stupid, man. I, I might, I might throw a little bit of that out in, in two weeks because it's, we're shutting down in two weeks, so we can reload a little bit. So I'm, I might throw it. I might throw it out there in about two weeks, man. Now, do you, so like right now, like what are you, you working with a lot of people in the studio? Like uh, you're trying to get get music out. I, I'm, I'm figuring like holidays are probably the time where you want to wind down for mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. chill with the family and stuff. So I'm assuming you you working kind of hard right now. Yeah, we got um basically anytime you're not an A lister, you're gonna work. You know, cats. The way they view the music industry, obviously, it's last quarter and first quarter. It's a last quarter and first quarter business. Um, so you have everybody rushing it now to try to get these final packages together. Um, so for the new year, they can come in really strong. And when you work with no names, and no disrespect to any artists, but right. when you work with up-and-coming mm-hmm. artists, they're 24 hours a day. They want This industry may shut down, but unsigned artists don't have the luxury to say, okay, you know, it's Christmas, so I'm going to chill with the family. Oh, so They're busier than ever. They're busier than ever during the holidays. So it's just a lot of work, and I'm actually phasing myself out of the studio thing. I have a lot of other things going on, and that's that's kind of like that's a little bit of my bread and butter, but I'm no longer in love with the process of, of what the whole recording process. I don't love it the way I used to mm. in the direction of music. I don't love it, so my work is becoming artificial, and I have to live by my code, which is just be a real motherfucker. And I can't offend much more people. People are asking me how I feel about their stuff, and I'm like, I don't like it. And sometimes <laughs> that's not a business-minded thing to do. So I'm kind of, no, sir. I'm kind of phasing myself out of um, studio stuff. I'm always going to write, but as far as being in the studio 15 hours and 17 hours, I'm kind of phasing myself out of that. It's time for me to give my family a little bit more of my time. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, how do you uh, reconcile the difference between, you know, because I think when you do something like that as a living, um, <clears throat> you come across a lot of whack motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And how do you reconcile, like, whack dudes that got money and it's like, well, I'll take your money and I'll do the work, but, you know, it ain't going to help because your ass is whack, you know, giving away my, my hard-earned work to this whack nigga. 
um but uh if you just telling people they whack to their face uh it's probably gonna solve itself because a lot of them ain't got the ego to take that <laughs> so i mean i'm i'm a you know luckily for me i'm kind of i'm very i'm very well respected in that in the circle that i'm in and i'm considered to be somewhat of an elder statesman if you will mm. um so i don't have to i don't give a fuck if you record or not to be honest like i you know people you know, people are always yo man I, I like that shit and so people used to ask me Okay, we sit in the studio, and these, I was about to call them coons, oh shit. These kids are in the the studio. This is a true story. They're in the studio, and there's this beat. The beat was your typical southern beat, 808. You heard one, you heard them all. Mm -hmm. And so I was mockingly sitting in there, because this dude has a yellow Chevrolet. Mm -hmm. So I was mockingly sitting in the studio going, my Chevy yellow like banana. (laughs) <laughs> my Chevy yellow like banana. Just mockingly mocking and shit. Right. And these motherfuckers said, hey, dog, what's that shit you said? I said, uh, I don't know what I say. What was you just humming, booty? I said, my shit yellow like banana. Hey, nigga, you talking about the Chevy, nigga? I said, yeah, I'm talking about the Chevy. He was like, oh, shit, this is not a lie, y'all. We tracked that chorus and they used it. Wow. So, so, so then they was like, yo, Moody wrote that. I said, hi, yeah, let's do this. Kind of chill on who wrote it. Let's, let's just, <laughs> I don't want to be accredited for that one. <laughs> let's just, you know, let's let this you, you one You that one. Cut, they cut, yeah, I mean, but they cut the song and they were like, yo, how that shit sound? I said, this shit is horrible, but I mean, it's what people <laughs> like. And, right. You know, I'm, I'm, one of the, I'm one of the older guys. I'm like, people, those guys talk to me about their lives. So I, I guess I get away with doing that. With these guys, you... A lot of these guys, you may not want to do that. It may not be recommended, but I'm like the old dog, so I get away with the bullshit. Yeah, that's kind of the catch twenty two too, because like, um, like at the basketball court, it's like that where I can say certain shit to certain people, but it's because I got a reputation of always, always kind of being honest with and upfront with them, even if we keep it humorous and shit. But yeah, everybody can't talk to them like that because you know, dudes do got egos and shit. You fuck around, get beat up. Uh, trying, trying to yeah. tell somebody what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think some people get their opinion and catch a catch a really bad one. But um, <laughs> the, the person that I am, I um, that's probably why I blew half of my recording opportunities. I'm not, you know, I'm not good. I've had record deals where people were like, "Movie wants you to." Everybody's talking about that class and that cocaine. I said, "Yo, I don't, I don't do that. I, yeah. I fuck niggas up. I can write about that." Yo, nah, there was the cocaine movement. I was like, I don't deal cocaine. I don't. I, I'm not going to do that, and they would just cut you loose. So yeah. I got to stick by my guns. At the end of the day, I don't want to. I don't want to sit on an empire knowing it was built on bullshit. I may lose to that, but that's me. I can't change who I am. How long have you been podcasting? Like, like I know. Um, just Mr. Movie's Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I think it's five. We may be. I guess it's five or six years. It's either five or six. That's crazy, man. Like, oh, you yeah. know, let me ask you this too, man, about the studio. Back to the studio real quick. What's your, what's your biggest pet peeve, man, working with artists, dude? Cause, you know, I've, I've been in the studio before, um, but I was only trying to do shit just for me. I was just going to give it to my friends. Like, I made a hundred, like, it was funny cause I would argue with the producer, like, he'd be like, nah, man, you know, you should go back, you know, we, we could really like do something with this. I'm like, I just want to go back to work Monday. Like it's not yeah. even like I like don't well, even take it personal. Like you, you doing a great job. He's like you should let me make some beats for this. I'm like I wouldn't mm-hmm. even want you to waste your beats. Like you should right. 
you should keep your shit for people that's trying to do something, something. so it could get played on the radio and all this stuff um so yeah. so like uh but when i was in the studio you know you see different shit man like dudes come in they don't have nothing written down uh motherfuckers come in they obviously ain't memorize they shit Uh-oh. uh motherfuckers bringing extra people in the studio like what's what's some of your biggest pet peeves man um all all of the above and you know what i could deal with a guy like you who is saying i'm coming in i want to hear myself i want to get it to my friends or whatever those guys usually have superior talent to the so-called rappers. But, but I think my, my biggest pet peeve about artists now is that there's a pride and it reflects in their work and it also reflects in the longevity of the culture. There's a pride that these guys take now in actually not being a skilled lyricist. Like it's, mm. there's a pride that they take. Like when you sit and talk to them, and they, they come in, and I have what we call a hip-hop uniform. I hate hip-hop uniforms. Hip-hop uniforms are the baggy jeans with their down-to-the-knee cap with their $300 Air Jordans on. You, you're all fashioned up, and you have zero talent. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think one of my biggest pet peeves about artists is that it's not for me to judge what you do to make a living. One, one hit record, a la Trinidad James, one record can give you 10 years or more of income if you're doing the right thing. So it's not for me to judge the music, but I don't think these kids understand that they're the gatekeepers of like an entire culture. And it's a complex issue because in one way, I'm telling them to put this weight on their back. Mm -hmm. But but this man is trying to eat. So I understand there's no more art for them. Mm -hmm. So when they come in the studio, they actually mock. You know, I've seen producers mix records and the kids are like, yo, you're not done with that shit? He's like, nah, I gotta... Man, fuck that. Ain't nobody listen to that. that. Ain't nobody listen to that shit that close, shorty, man. All the niggas want to hear is... Are you serious? Yeah, they're, they're just... They're not writing, and then you got kids that, that, that get a, they get blocked. A lot of studios sell blocks. So, because you're not going to make money get doing two hours of studio. Mm-hmm. So they may sell you a 10-hour block, a 24-hour block, whatever. And a lot of kids, with 10 hours, they come in, they got to get high... That's an hour. Mm-hmm. <gasps> they got to play video games. That's two hours out of ten. They got to mess with girls, get into arguments, slap box in the back. That's another hour. <laughs> so they, they have six hours to record now. Well, what happens? You're seven hours into recording, and it's time for you to go. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, yo, what the fuck, man? We, yo, we got a ten-hour block. What happened? I'm like, PS4, we in Hennessy <laughs> happened for those four hours. And so they're not... They're, they're not professional. Hip-hop is such a cool culture, largely. Mm-hmm. It's behind the scenes. They're just not professional. It, it, you, when you guys come to Georgia, I will escort you into a studio. Bring your video cameras. Bring your recording equipment. Yeah, you we got to make that happen. The way that they approach. It's, it's, it's a joke. Yeah. They, they open the magazines and say, who popping? Mm-hmm. Uh I don't listen to the radio. Who's ever popping, they make that identical record. That's it. I haven't seen a, I haven't seen an artist write in the last two months. Everybody's just winging it off the top of the head. So I, I'm, like I said, I'm on my way out. So yeah, you, there is a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of like successful rappers even are 
like taking pride in that i'm not a rapper shit like i'm not even a rapper nigga. I, I learned how to rap three months ago it's like but but yeah, well, i don't know yeah, if that's anything to hang your hat on yeah and, and you know and and, yeah. and i guess to an extent i'm i'm kind of like you mr moody I, I don't know i i look at art and i look at rap as um if you do it well i consider it art like if you literally mm-hmm. do it really really well because it's something that that a lot of people can do but very very few people are excellent at it and very very few people art. can do it well and mm-hmm. just to hear you say it sh- and and it, and it kind of makes sense when you say that a lot of people just they don't take the time they don't really think of lyrics they don't really put in the effort and then they wonder why they don't make it but you don't spent thousands of dollars that don't make no sense to me it's already uh, hard to make it anyway like that's what what a lot yeah. of them don't realize is you can be skilled and talented you still might not make it put in all them hours and you still might not get anywhere with it and then you had dudes fucking around man like that was like it was and this and it's conditioned to be that way because like um a lot of a lot of studio people like you know they 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 unscrupulous karen they try to make money they don't give a fuck about Wasting all this shit time. like it's just a dude that mm-hmm. knows how to work the machines and do a little mm-hmm. something and it's like hey if i can get paid for 10 hours of sitting here smoking weed playing video games with these dudes talking about these hoes when i used to go to the studio man like i would come in the dude's house and he would be like mm-hmm. Hey man, you see this King magazine? I'm like, mm-hmm. what about it? He's like, yeah man, it got got this cover model man. Check that out. And I'll be, I, I like thumb through it for him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah yeah, she bad, she bad. So when we gonna get to work, man? Ain't that uh, the truth? Then he'd be like, well hold on, yeah. let me let me smoke this weed mm-hmm. real quick. I'm about to smoke up. You know, then we gonna mm-hmm. get started. You you trying to smoke? No man, they drug testing my job. And remember, I only want to do this. I got two songs to make, and I got to I actually was supposed to be at the up the road at eight o'clock. All right, man. Oh, well, shit. let me let me do right. this. I'm you like, know what my niggas do? Do you, know what, do you know what my niggas would do if you had the audacity to say they drug test at your job? Them motherfuckers would look at each other and go, "This motherfucker got a job." Afraid to lose his job and shit. Hey, I mean, this, listen, this, this is when, when and make a living. Come on. Yeah, they they listen before marriage. We were we were street people and mm. so our studio sessions it was 30 40 we were 30 40 deep we go do shows 80 90 deep wow. but the difference is when we walked in the studio it was a massive amount of people but everybody played their lane you know and that's why i tell people i'm happy to have physically touched and been involved whether it was through security or an opening act i'm very happy to have come from the era where i physically have ran past the Wu Chains and the Naughties and those groups because there were so many of them. But when they walked in the studio, they were working. But like, like when I came in the studio, we were working. We were already high. Yeah, we were already drunk. Yeah, we had girls in the studio, but when we walked in that door and recorded, and that red light came on, you open your mouth and we trying to work you out of here. So these kids, they, in, in short. They just don't get it, and they don't have a respect. I don't think that you can have longevity and really do well in, in something that you truly don't respect. Like, yeah. we even hear it in podcasts, and a lot of podcasters, they come and go. Well, why yeah, do they, they come do. and go? Well, because they they don't respect it. It's like, hey, I want to do what they're doing, and I want to be heard, but they, you can hear it. You can feel it. You can see in their preparation, they don't respect the culture. They don't respect the artwork of it. And so they yeah. come. And they go. So hip hop is cultural. I know we've lost a lot of steam with it, mm-hmm. but 
That's why I support old rap. If you're skilled to do something, wrap your ass off. I don't give a shit. Just make sure that you stay skillful and make sure that you grow with yourself because I'm 43. Now, the last Super 7s of the year, I may play some of my music from over 10, 15 years ago. That may be the last Super 7s of this year. Right. And you'll listen to it and be like, wow, that's cool. Yeah, Moody was dope. But I'm, I'm 43 now, so I'm not going to do a show and climb up on top of the speaker and, and dive into the crowd. <laughs> right. I'm going to tell myself. I'm 43 years old. <laughs> so just grow, grow with the culture, but these kids don't see the culture. You can ask a lot of kids about jazz and rock, and a lot of those kids in that genre, they know the musicians. These kids, who was talking about Slick Rick? I mean, I was like, yo, Slick Rick, like, that's, a, that's like that group. That's that dude that used to beatbox, right? I was like... <laughs> I said, damn, nigga, you half right. And that's what's so fucked up about it, man. I said, so they don't even understand their own culture. And right. how far can you go when you don't even know the soil that you grew out of? So that's just my problem with it. Yeah. But there's some good music out there. Don't get me wrong. It's some good oh, music yeah, for there. sure. As a matter of fact, uh, for the record, you know, I we're kind of like trashing on some of the stuff but yeah there's a lot of good music and yeah there's a lot it's of just music. i think when i was in the studio environment i realized why there's not more good music because yeah. it's like right. a lot of motherfuckers fucking they dream up before it get off the ground up in here yeah that's true it's it's yeah. a lot of good music and it's a lot of ignorant music that i can't say that i fuck with oh yeah, that, yeah that too. you know what i'm saying but it's st- it's still one of those things well i think for me when you saw my podcast and it is one of those things where uh people really don't understand what it takes to be good at what you do and whatever their best is you know because your best is not our best and our best is not your best because everybody has their own road that they're taking and it's one of those Mm -hmm. things where people's like well y'all grind so hard and that's that's because like you say it's what we do it's built in us it's like i've even got to the point where i couldn't see my life being any other way Mm -hmm. and you know and it's funny though because it's 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 it's, it's like you say i literally work two jobs i grind at at my real job and then i come here and i grind with him too Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things Mm -hmm. where i i literally love to do it my niece my "Mm, baby um where your daddy at? It's time for us to record. You need to come get you, boo boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we do. And that's it's anything that you got. I don't care what it is. The best basketball player is Kobe Bryant. The dude's a historian of basketball, right? But it goes further than who he studied and and who he idolized and emulated and how serious he took it. It goes to his off the court activity. We're not going to talk about Colorado and nonsense like that. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Kobe's not a thug. He understands the the sacrifices that have been made. He embraces who came before him. Music is the same way. When you don't understand what these forefathers did for you to be able to be future and literally have the audacity to walk in the studio and big up to future because I see him in passing. Mm-hmm. But when you can walk in the studio and go, what am I going to do today? And you can get in front of a microphone and go, I got it. When you when you literally have the audacity yeah. to walk in a recording studio and that is your artwork, I can appreciate your success with it because right. you're being an individual. Mm-hmm. But that's also that's also laziness, right? And because they don't think they have to work, put out a hit record, be as ignorant as you can be. And you're going to last. But a lot of these guys, if y'all haven't noticed, a lot of them are, uh, a lot of them are vanishing. Yeah, there's no longevity in that. Mr. Trinidad James is very close Mm -hmm. to vanishing out of thin air. Yeah, he trying to, like, 
i listened to his uh mixtape this summer and he clearly like got the hint or something because he tried to develop some lyrics in mm-hmm. his like it's mm-hmm. still it's still a super struggle don't get me wrong like yeah. a lot yeah. of a lot of repeating the same line a lot of that shit but compared mm-hmm. to his first album you can see he not prideful in being ignorant mm-hmm. no more like somebody got right. to his ass right. and was like do you want to be a, a two album uh wonder or a one album wonder or a three album wonder like what do you want to do because you got right. a buzz but if you just want to you know try to make another all go everything that shit ain't happening Mm-mm. so somebody must have got to his ass and we need we need trinidad james because we had the rapping we had the rapping duke mm-hmm. remember him yep we we had rob bass we had we had we had those guys but we just had the balance so right. you need trinidad james you need future to balance it out. Because don't get me wrong, y'all, but if I'm in a racquetball tournament and I'm getting all geeked up, I'm not listening to very intelligent music, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm probably listening to some shit. <laughs> I'm probably listening to the future or right. somebody like that when I'm right. getting pumped up because I need to become mindless and blank. Right. So that And they usually have very good production. So no disrespect to those guys, right. but in closing, they don't understand or respect their culture. And in the long run, you have no longevity, and the people that come behind you have none. And there's a hip-hop renaissance going on right under people's noses right now. So mm-hmm. I encourage everybody that likes good music, get out there, get on your iTunes, pick up this music from these artists. There are a lot of artists giving us some great music yep. right now. It, free. You know, it also wouldn't be so bad if, like, because, um, like, you know, rap is only one part of hip-hop culture. But if right. the, if these right. dudes was putting on some great live shows, it wouldn't be so bad either. That's Cause like, too. I remember with Dougie mm-hmm. Fresh, I never thought Dougie Fresh could rap. Like I used, like that was my thing. People be like, oh man, hey Dougie Fresh. I'm like, man, that nigga can't rap, dog. Slick Rick be mm-hmm. rapping. Doug be in there beat. But they was like, oh, you ever go to the live, live show? show? You ever see him live? I'm like, nah. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, you go to the live show and you get everything. You understand, like, you can't hear another Dougie Fresh song without thinking about how you, he was doing it at the show, what he changed, how he was beatboxing, oh. all that talent. And I was, and you know, I think a lot of these dudes now just, they don't seem to put a lot into that live show, mm-hmm. man. Like, that's a bad they look. They don't, they don't practice. You know, rehearsal used to be a major part of your career. You had to rehearse. Like, mm-hmm. we, we were, we were in groups that nobody knew and we had three and four hour rehearsals. Like, that's your bread and butter out there. What these guys do now, and listen, this is not the artist. I'm going to tell you, this portion is not the artist. Right. What they do now, they come on stage, they have no stamina, period. Mm-hmm. So they come on stage, 18 motherfuckers have a microphone, <laughs> and basically the hype men are singing the whole fucking rap song. So the lead rapper, he's doing ad-libs on his own song. Mm. So so what, what happens is, that's not their fault. You know right. whose fault it is? It's the people that stand in the audience and go, wow, um, Gucci Man has stood in this one spot and he's out of breath on the first verse of his song. Yes. Oh, I love Gucci Man. I can't wait till he comes back to town so I can give him twenty-seven fifty. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. I'm not paying sixty dollars. I'm Mr. Moon. I'm not paying sixty dollars to watch you sit on a stool for an hour and yeah. a half. No, uh, that, that's People definitely about. That that's definitely about J Cole, by the way. I I I, yeah. I saw what you did there, Karen. Yeah, he boring. J Cole, the only dude that sit on the stool for an hour and a half. He I, boring. I know, I know what you're saying. 
but yeah, Jay, everybody is not born with the gift like that. Jay Z can yeah. damn near stand still. He has no aura. Everybody don't. They don't. Some people don't have that it factor. Right. Yes. So it's just like a it's just like a basketball player. You get some basketball players. They are just come out the womb mm-hmm. to 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 play ball or football players. Then you got an undersized, under accomplished guy, and you wonder how does he make it amongst all these giants? It's the pride. It's the heart. It's He's going to, if they practice two hours, he practices three. Mm-hmm. And that's what these artists don't do no more. I remember before we recorded a song, a group song, yo, you had to, you are not getting on the mic and spitting, let's hear this shit right now. And if me and you, if I don't like this shit and you don't like mine, we go on bar for bar mm. until we come to an agreement because this one record could be the last one. Right. So it was like, you know, it was like a pride. It was like, I'm going to put my shit out for Super 7s. I'm going to shock y'all, man. Mm. <laughs> I was kind of nice. nice about 25, 39 years ago. <laughs> you know, the other thing, too, though, is um, like w- with a lot of these cats, how um, they're trying to, like, they're not respecting a live show and stuff. And I feel like Mm-mm. sometimes, though, people don't get credit where it's due. Uh, a dude that I think, uh, ironically, and it's going to sound really ironic, uh, doesn't get enough credit, Kanye West, man. That, not at all. He doesn't. That dude used not to be all. a whack ass rapper, and it was mm-hmm. not like no. I didn't know anybody that thought Kanye West was a good rapper for a long time, and mm-hmm. dude worked his ass off, man. Like even you know all the shit that he does now with the ego being all huge and all that, and I get it. He's an asshole. I get it, but mm-hmm. that's some hard working motherfucker to be an asshole, yeah. dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He sat there and put his he sat there and put his rhymes together. He learned. Look, Jay Z did that. Jay Z was never whack, but Jay Z was stuck doing jazz o. Mm-hmm. He was a little jazz o clone, and then he started rocking out with Big L and, and guys like that, and he started developing. Listen, why do we take this culture so jokingly as if you cannot better yourself in rap? Right. It's like. There's no other genre like like you're not going to find another genre where people are like, I you don't think Luther Vandross wanted to sing better every time? Come on you now, you, don't think the, you know what I'm saying? You don't think the OJs after a six hour dance rehearsal, you don't think it was like, okay, yo, we can't leave until we get that. Dot, 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 dot. Mm-hmm. Why, why does everybody else? Why is it prideful to work on your craft? But hip hop is just take me as I am because under accomplishment is the norm. Mm-hmm. That it's the norm to not give a shit, so and, and we get over with it. But once again, people support it. Yeah, people support it, and and they do it. So as long as it makes, that's the thing. Money is its own justification for a lot of people, dog. Yeah, like, you, like you start being like, "Yo, man, I don't really like this album. I think it's kind of bad." Yeah, man, but uh, he sold three million copies. All right, my bad, yeah, dog. But- I didn't know. I didn't know I couldn't say nothing about the album yeah. if it sold a lot. I didn't, so. I didn't know that money, I mean, that the number of albums sold justify whackness. There's a right. lot of whack shit that sells. I'm like, mm, that shit is whack. I don't want it. Well, I'll tell you what hey, I, that, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, what? No, go ahead, go ahead. That, that, that money will change your mind. I was, I was talking to a brother about the podcast. He said, yo, you know what I like about you, man? You don't embroil yourself in a lot of entertainment and gossip and stuff. He said, and I, that's what I love about you, man. He said, you know what? They probably can cut you a damn, one point five million dollar check, you wouldn't have no part of that shit. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Yeah. I see motherfucking Wendy Williams up in this bitch for 1.5. <laughs> exactly. I have to find a way to do that shit with some kind of dignity, but god damn, we damn sure will be doing a gossip section yeah. up in the motherfucking hood. So the money, <laughs> the, the money, the money will kind of change you a little bit, but right. you gotta, don't be lazy with it. Like, when I'm done with this podcast and shit, if I'm ever done, Kendrick Lamar got a song called Sing About Me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think about. A lot of times when I'm really taking all of these hours, and y'all can relate to this as far as the, the, the hours. Yeah. A lot of times when I'm sitting here, sometimes them thoughts come through my mind like, why are you doing this again? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know why you're doing this again. And, and that song always plays in the back of my head because it's always like, when I'm gone, just remember I was here. Right. And the only way you're going to remember my name when I'm gone is for me to show pride, and what I'm doing, and try to be the best moody that right. I could possibly be. So that, that you know, they don't have that pride, and it's a damn shame. That's for real, man. Speaking of pride, this is the Blackout Tips podcast. You can find us at theblackouttips.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all your blackout tips needs, dog. Make sure you get over there, subscribe to our premium stuff. Uh, put your email address in so you can get updates on the show. Mm-hmm. We put up new podcasts. We put up guest appearances and stuff. Um, leave us a five star review on iTunes. We appreciate everybody that takes the time out to do that. We do. Like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page right there, theblackouttips.com. Um, you can also do stuff like leave comments on each episode. You can vote in the polls. If you're a premium subscriber, if you just go there and log in, uh, at the bottom now, we actually, well, this is for everybody. At the bottom now, we have page numbers. Sh- shout out to that one dude that emailed in that time to say we need that. Uh, so you can go directly to a certain page if you're like, man, I don't feel like clicking next on all this shit. I, und- I understand. <laughs> yes. And, uh, that was a great suggestion um and uh you can also like listen to the archived episodes uh i think i just got down to 400 so like the first 170 are done and all the way from like now to 400 is done okay you just go to the blackouttist.com make sure you logged in and there's a little play button right below each uh each episode so uh you guys can listen to it there man go listen to the last time mr moody was on like i told you right around valentine's day um yeah, we, we was, fi- find you some of that valentine's day game playboy yeah, we was help, helping the love birds out and mm-hmm. also uh, I want to let. Show. Yes, it was. I, we always have fun with you, mm-hmm. sir. But I also want to let mm-hmm. everybody know that we just recently updated our friends of the show. So if you're like, well, who else do Rod and Karen fuck with? I'm mm-hmm. new in the podcast and I don't have anything else to listen to. Mr. Moody's definitely up there, but he's been up there for a while. But we just updated it with some more people. So if you looking for friends of the show and people that we fuck with, go to friends of the show. Yep. Leave us uh, five star reviews on Stitcher Radio now, too, also. Um, like I said, iTunes. The official weapon of the show is the taser, and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Bullet ball extreme. And uh, today's podcast is sponsored, <laughs> and I didn't have any sexy music queued up, which oh. is uh, always a bad look. Let me see if I can find something. Uh, can you want to hear some Drake? Is uh, that what you're into? That now? is sexy now. <laughs> you not want to hear Drake. <laughs> <laughs> out here lying to the people uh, I'm talking about throw, throw some of that Trinidad on dog <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely yeah sexy. is that what the hoes is into now Trinidad James in Atlanta I get them in the mood uh, let me see what I got uh, here's some Trinidad James okay. where's, where's my volume at here there we go James I can't talk to everybody face to face, so I gotta do 
songs and hopefully you listen. Cause it don't matter what I say, how you take it is the only thing that matters, my nigga. Hoes close with that money. Hoes close with that money. I said, hoes close with that money. Hoes close with that money. They get money, they get hoes. They get money, they get hoes. They get money, they get hoes. I said, hoes close with that money. Ladies and gentlemen, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover? Mm-mm. With the adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Whether it's hoes, clothes, or that money, you can go to Adam and Eve and <laughs> save half by putting in the code TBGWT at the checkout box. But that's not all you get, guys. Mm-mm. When you save that 50% off by putting that code in, you also receive three, count on three, free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift that is so sensual, not even Trinidad James can take you out of the mood. And to top it all off, you also get in the favorite kind of shipping in the world, free shipping for your entire order. Yes. That's so sincere. Just go check out adamandeve.com today. Put in that code, TBGWT, get 50% off. Of your hoes, your clothes, or your money. Yep, and and if all and if all your women are called these things, buy one for each of them. Exactly. Get your three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping, and then you can beat it down too. Beat it down yourself, or beat it down <laughs> on somebody else. Just check it out. Uh, code TBGWT at AdamandEve.com. All right. Um, let's talk about some stuff. First of all. Uh, people in the chat have noticed and already been talking about it, but I got my new glasses today. All right. And let okay. me tell y'all something, man. The optometrist game hustle is real. It's so real. Like I felt like the person that gets off the train in New York sees the three card Monty table and <laughs> is like, I could pick out the queen and get, just get gaffled every time. Just get Mm-hmm. Damn, them white men got me, cuz. Like, I went up <laughs> in there yesterday, you know, for my appointment, and, uh, like, we got good insurance, good eye insurance and shit. So, like, my copay is only $10 for the eye exam. So, I'm like, cool. You know, I got my $10 in my pocket. I'm straight. I walk up in there, man, um, and the dude that was doing my exam, like, they always have, like, the assistant do your exam. Oh, shit. yeah, you, the doctor ain't going to do that. Bro. Yeah, that, that dude was a weirdo, man. He was, like, kind of cool. He was kind of weird and shit. He kept telling me these stories about his roommate. He's, like, 20, 20-something, or like, 30. He has a roommate. He just, uh, he had a heart attack. And he's, yeah. only, he's only, like, oh, 28 or something like that. He was a really little skinny dude. Um, he's like, yeah, you know, I got a heart attack. And uh, he talked just like that. And uh, my roommate, he was uh he was up playing Call of Duty. I hate that game. And uh ah! he I came in there and I told him and he called the hospital. I was like, Well you lucky you was playing the game, right? You know, he would have been asleep, he'll ask me dead. Um but he was like uh telling me about his little thing and stuff and uh he was uh he was like, Yeah, um uh I you know, I uh so so now, you know, I have to check my blood pressure every day and all this shit and i'm like man this ain't got nothing to do with my eyes uh, yeah like, can you just go get the doctor man like i this is an awkward conversation and then like if you go to the optometrist you know you have to have these weird ass um like they be in your personal space a lot mm-hmm. and last time it was weird because it was a little ass white woman and they keep closing the door putting you in this little ass room 
and one of my biggest fears in life is being in small rooms with little white women and shit i don't yeah. like that like, that, like if it's if it's they word versus yours your ass will always lose i ain't got i ain't got kobe money you know what i mean my ass be going to jail like no she tried to suck my dick I'm like nope <laughs> it don't matter right so uh you know i'm like can you leave the door open please but uh so they get it all in your personal space but it was a dude this time and he was all in my face and it was even weirder because he was like a weird ass dude and he would be like we're just gonna look in your eyes real quick just can you look up there and i'm like man just please like can you do it from across the room it's like no i had to get right up in your face like this <laughs> yeah they, they they do they do like for me i i guess i because my most my site is 2020 i've never had to have like an eye eye exam mm-hmm. but i had to go to the autonomous just because uh i think uh when the lights was like going on and off i kept seeing like these blurry shit so i had to go to the doctor to get my eyes checked i was like okay my eyes fucking up i down to get some glasses because fuck mm-hmm. contacts and um yeah, they do. It's funny though, cause they put this machine over your eyes. This thing blow air in your eyes. I didn't know what the hell was yeah. going on. Yeah, he's like, it's gonna be a big puff this time. Last time you got tested, probably was a little puff. I'm like, man, just do this shit. Ah. Like, this <laughs> is... Fucking just get, give me the puff. Man. Right? Yeah. Puff, puff, pass, nigga. What's going on here? Yeah. I think hey. they they also had to try to justify how they charge you, cause they had like some some shit where like you have to look at a computer screen and hit enter every time you see a gray block. And of course I saw the blocks cause my eyes were, I'm not fucking blind. Like my, ah! it's a big ass gray block on the screen. It's like hit the button if you see a gray block. I felt like a fucking it, like a, like something you give a little kid. You know what I mean? It's like uh, enter, enter, enter. And so I get done and with the first one. He's like, okay, that's good. Now do the left eye. My button, my hand was on the control button instead of the enter button. So I'm hitting it, clicking this fucking button like, Hey, it's not working, dog. It's not working. He's like, and I got one eye covered, so I can't really tell what button I'm pushing. He's like, oh, now you, you got it on the, you got to hit it on the inner button. I was wondering what was going on. I was like, yeah, I definitely hit it 18 times or whatever. He's like, yeah, just, just do it again. That came out better, uh, came out fine. And then he was like, well, it looks like both of your eyes work. I'm like, no shit, man. I could have told you that. I just want some new glasses, dog. Like, can we just skip to the glasses part? I'll take the same prescription. My old glasses work fine. Uh, so then like, I'm like, uh, you know, he's like sitting in the chair and all this shit. And I'm like, all right, man, I'm ready. He's like, all right, I'm going to go get the real doctor. I'm like, what the fuck was you doing in here? <laughs> they go get the fuck with me. Yeah, they go get the real doctor. And uh, he started asking me like if I was from Charlotte and uh, like what high school I went to. I'm like, these are not eye questions. <laughs> Like, I guess he was yeah, just, but the, the assistant already told you your eyes was good. Wasn't it time to leave after that? Right. I'm saying, like, what's Find next? write the prescription and let me go about my way. Right. So yeah. then, yeah. so then, um, he's like, all right, now we're going to test your eyes for like, uh, you know, the lenses and shit. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, shit, we should have been doing that the whole time. I'm like, could skip to that, man. Just do the test for glaucoma and then let's do this. And he's like, ah. but I think, man, it's, so, I think their job is so easy. They have to make up extra shit to do, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do. And, um, for me, for a very, very long time, I don't wear glasses. So mm-hmm. for me, I was very uneducated about glasses. Mm-hmm. So you know what I thought for a very long time? And it was not till I was an adult. I figured this out. They do not put medication in them damn lenses. Why do they call them fuckers medicated glasses? What? Uh, what do you mean, like your glasses? They they call them. Nothing. Well, I know some people call what your you glasses. What do you mean, like a pill? What you I didn't know about? a liquid, a solution. They said them fuckers is medicated. Ain't no medicine in the glasses. I did not understand Look, I'm, that. 
I'm about to co-sign that question. This this is why we took Karen off a of random Yeah, nobody thought there was like fucking penicillin in the glasses. But Karen. they that call them medicated sense. glasses. What the fuck? Why? Where's the medicine? Yeah, I mean, old people say medicated glasses. <laughs> that, they're, they're, they're prescription glasses, what they are. Well, even with but, that, I'm thinking, well, what, what's the prescription? The res- it's glass, ain't no prescription, ain't no med- no Robitussin, nothing in these glasses. I don't understand. You this. know what? You're just talking with 2020 uh, privilege because you don't understand the struggle. I don't. You need, you need the glasses. The prescription is to correct your eyesight to 2020. So my eyes are not 2020. So looking through these lenses give me 2020 vision. And I understand that, but I did not realize that they bend the glasses a certain way so that you could see. I didn't understand mm. that. All I know is you had glasses, and they talking about their medicated pres- glasses and their prescription glasses. Where's the medication? Where's the prescription in the glasses? When you put my glasses on, can you see well? No, right, I see because there's something of working in it. Right, the same way if you well, just it's took medicine in them. Then. If you just took somebody's like bipolar medicine, you would be fucked up too. It's medicine in them. That's what they mean. They try to simplify the shit down. But uh anyway, <laughs> so the dude comes in. We oh, have we have some small talking shit. And, um, he was, so then he was like, uh, he does, he does all the eye test shit, which is weird. Cause I think those motherfuckers know the right answer before they do everything. Of course. Cause w- w- the first one they put on your eyes always looks the best. Like it looks fine. And then they fuck it up. They be like, all right. Uh, so How uh, how's that look? Can you read that line? I read the, the bottom line. I'm like A Z E three five double Z. He's like, okay. <laughs> How? Now, what do you like? Number one, number two. I'm like, okay, both these motherfuckers are blurrier than what I had. <laughs> yes. It's like, well, which one's least blurry? One or two? I'm like, two, I guess. I mean, they both blurry. Like, <laughs> I can't you, see the like, one. Like, what? There's no right answer to this. And I think they know the answer because then they'll be like, okay, so then three. I'm like, yes, three is better. It's like, okay, three or four. That now these motherfuckers blurry again, dog. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Just put the shit right the first time. Whatever it was when you first put it on was obviously working for me. Because I was reading the shit then. Yeah, then they do that shit for a while. They did some peripheral vision test, which I, it didn't really work, man. Because like he puts like a light in your in your, in, his, in your face, and then he's like, "All right, now follow this light." You do that shit, and he's looking in your eyes, and then he, then he's like, "All right, now I'm holding up this phone. Look at this phone. When I put it to the left, to the right, you tell me if you can still see it." I'm like. Like it's right in front of me, man. Like I'm not blind. Like only a blind person can see this fucking big ass phone in my face, dog. Ah! Like, oh, move it to the left. Doing that for the old people. Yeah. Oh God, man. So he gets done right, and this is where the hustle starts. Cause I'm at this point. At this point, I'm still ten dollars deep. So whatever the fuck, right? It just took an extra twenty minutes of these dumbass tests and small talk. But then he got me. He was like. So, uh, see, last time you here, we put you in, uh, some contacts, uh, some AccuView lenses. How'd you think, like, of those? It's like, oh, yeah, they're really cool, man. I still got them. Um, they, uh, fit perfectly. I got a lot of them left. Well, uh, you should be running out. I think we got you a six month prescription. I was like, actually, I bought my own prescription and, uh, they're fine. And I don't wear them that often. I only wear them when I play basketball a couple times a week for a couple hours, come right back out, uh, sit them in a solution, make them keep them clean. My, my, my contacts could last me forever, dog. And he was like, okay, well, uh, did you want to try out some, uh, a contact prescription too? Just, uh, did you want me to fill that out too? I was like, well, if it's the same shit, I mean, why would you not fill out both pieces of paper? I don't want to have to come back here to get another prescription. That's right? stupid. Yes. So he's like, okay, all right, no problem. I'll be right back. 
and he left. I was like, why the fuck? Why you gotta leave? You know what I mean? Like, now, that's not good. You left just, me. Like maybe he's going to get the other sheet of paper to write the prescription on that shit. So he comes back and he's like, all right, uh, got, got a couple of uh, contacts for you, uh, with your new prescription that you just got. Uh, I want you to try these out. Let me know how they, how they feel. We do a little test. So I put them on. Uh, we do like the little division test and shit. One of them was perfect. One of them was kind of off. So he's like, okay, hold on. I got another one for your left eye. I'm coming right back. Uh, just take the, uh, the other one out, you know, and I, I'll take my contacts in and out good. Like I'm a fucking, yeah. uh, I'm a pro mm-hmm. dog. Like the first time I ever got contacts, the woman in Walmart was like, I've never seen anyone put them in that fast. I was like, I have been waiting for contacts for 25 years, lady. <laughs> yeah, because your mom and then was like, mm, my parents, glasses. my parents made me wear rec specs to play basketball. You think <laughs> I wasn't going to put these bitches? I don't give a fuck yeah. if my eye popped out. These were coming in, dog. <laughs> you know how many times I got called Horace Grant? I don't even play like Horace Grant. Thick ass glasses. Give it to Horace. I'm like, man, fuck you. <laughs> Horace don't shoot no threes. But, um, so, so the dude leaves, you know, gives it, and I so, so he comes back. I'm like, what you want me to do with this left contact? He's like, oh, just throw it in the trash. So I'm like, damn, man, they just be giving away contacts in this motherfucker. Throw it in the trash. All right. So I put the other left contact in, test me again. So I'm like, I'm good. He's like, all right, great. Well, looks good. Everything's straight. Uh, you, you use any, uh, you know, washing fluid for your, for your, uh, contacts? I was like, yeah, you know, got some solution. Here's a free solution. I was like, oh shit, man, thanks. And I was almost out. Man, I get over to the, to the checkout desk. A whole nother story. Buddy that did my shit at first is like, uh, yeah, man, that's going to be, uh, $10 copay and, uh, $50 for the contact lenses. I said, hold up, what? Uh, what is the doctor? Cause, um, I ain't asked for these. Yeah. <laughs> like, he yeah, just, y'all should have told me I was gonna pay for these. Like, I just threw one in the trash. These motherfuckers is worthless. Like, you can't hustle me. That's like, that's, you hustling, you hustling me cause if I can throw some shit in the trash. Come on now. The value of that shit was zero. That's what I know. Yeah. If it would have been $25 a lens, he would be like, hold up, no, don't throw that in the trash. What you doing? resell that put that in somebody else's eye ah! so uh yeah man they they got me man they because i was just like man i just get me out of here dog i should have known it was gonna be some shit uh and then they had like a glasses place right next door and i went in there and got ready to get some glasses because i'm like man let's just take care of this shit today I already fucking me one time might as well just get this over with um i bought my glasses and we got real good glass insurance dog like I only ended up paying like forty dollars for everything, and the shit would have been like a couple, like a couple hundred minimum if I didn't have insurance. So that was cool, you know what I mean? And uh the white dude that that waited on me, man, he was cool as shit, man. And this other white dude, I think he was racist because I came in and he kept reading the paper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he didn't even ask me what I want or nothing, dog. He just, I was like, who the fuck even reads the paper in twenty thirteen? That old racist white dude, man. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, dog, like that. I was oh, like, you talking about like the real paper, the ruffle ruffle paper? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I came in, I was standing closest to him, he was sitting by the door, and he had a suit and tie on and shit. I'm like, all right, bro, uh, so do I just pick out the glasses first? Like who runs my insurance? Let's me know. Uh, dude just like turned the page of the paper. I said, man, fuck you too then. Um, oh, that's that bullshit. Yeah, dog. So the young white dude waited on me, um, and I was nice, you know, I was nice as hell. He was cool. Um, Go to check out, man. And he tried to get me too, but I, 
I, you know, I, he was young and I think I, he was kind of intimidated of me. So like he came clean and shit cause he was getting ready to get me too. Cause he was like, okay, well the frames are covered, uh, and the lenses, uh, looks like, uh, you, you get, uh, there's $20 for the lenses. So that's good. Uh, unless, uh, you want the super duper deluxe, no sheen transition, uh, UV, uh, oh, the one that changed with the sun and shit. You, uh, UV ultra winter glare, uh, Windex proof, <laughs> uh, smudge proof, non-scratch resistant, uh, fire other, resistant, other glasses for, uh, $80, $80. Bulletproof. Yeah, yes. yeah, the bulletproof, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting here looking at him like, come on, man, not you too. Like, you know, like, you know, I just want, just give me the 20 something dollar glasses. Dog. I'm not trying to be up here all day and shit. He's like, and, uh, we also have, uh, uh, you ever thought about getting the warranty on the, uh, the lenses? Uh, it covers, uh, wear and tear and, uh, you know, it's a little copay and shit. I was like, like, no. What, what, what are you going to do with these glasses? You're going right. to go outside and, and just uh, put your face into a brick wall. With- I, you know what? With our insurance, if they break, I'll wait a year and pay 40 more dollars. I'm fine, dog. True. Like, for real. Like, just, yeah. I just won't. Like, how long were you there? Like, how long, how long were you there? Like, in this place. Like 90 minutes. Dog, in this place, I was like, I had been in the exam for probably 30 minutes. And in this joint, I was probably here for like 20 minutes, but most of that was picking out my shit, right? So mm. the dude was like, uh, we'll have the glasses ready for you tomorrow by one o'clock. And I was like, word, one o'clock? That's kind of fast, ain't it? He was like, yeah, but I'm like, shit, it's been a while since I had glasses. Maybe they got new glass making technology, technology and the shit just happens in that, that day. I don't know what the fuck, but he said, come back tomorrow at one. I show up to get my glasses at two o'clock today, like 145 or so. Like, yeah, I need to get my glasses, man. And there's Morrow to tell me the blah, blah, blah. And the lady's like, hold on. Stay right here. She comes back. What's your first name? I said, Roderick. All right, come on. What's your last name? Like, I just told you it's Morrow. How you spell that? You spell that M-O-R? Yes, spell it just like you said you spell it. Okay, hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, oh, honey. Oh, it was like an old white lady. Now, right now, I'm looking for the young white dude that promised me my shit too to be like, "Hey, nigga, what's my was shit?" Off. Right? He probably yeah, was off. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking for his young ass, but uh, I was like, uh, "Yeah, so um, what's up?" She's like, "Yeah, uh, your glasses aren't ready yet. We're just a little behind. If you give us thirty minutes, we can have them." I'm like, "Damn, I got shit to do, but I ain't trying to drive back over here. So I'm gonna go get something to eat. Come back in thirty minutes. That's cool. Whatever. I come back, get my glasses. They're ready to go." They fit perfect, but then she adjusted them shits anyway because she feel like she got to have something to do. Oh. But what I noticed is when I came in there to pick my glasses up the first time, there was this brother in a lab coat that came out the back, right? And this motherfucker comes out, out back. I shit you not, dog. Like, you can hear the, uh, the, the, the lab, like, open from, um, from the back. You know what I mean? Like, you can hear him come out the, uh, come out of the, the the back room or whatever and dog when he when he opened the door i swear to god this all you heard dude this shit was like hold on <laughs> dude he came out that back i heard that music i said what the fuck is they doing back there what the shit is going on in this place is they, man? Is they partying while they making glasses dog, dog. That, that, hey, hey karen that's that nigga back there rubbing the medicine on the glasses <laughs> yeah that's his yeah see he's the one putting the medicine in the glasses like cocoa butter hey <laughs> hey the, 
the old white dude that wouldn't speak to me yesterday he was in there he was like jerome can you turn that mess down <laughs> jerome, jerome was like look i'm rubbing cocoa butter in these glasses i some gotta keep me alert <laughs> black, so the black dude was like oh no problem Al, and then went to the back and shit like he just went out there to look at something and it came back right so i'm like that's the nigga that probably got my shit late right because <laughs> he about that party he's like that partying and shit mm-hmm. like he, he ended up having a good time uh listening to fucking next <laughs> uh, so so uh he called it might be mr moody's fault you sure you ain't they ain't say super super yeah, yeah it might. he might have been back there listening to super seven you, did you watch them glasses all gone you know uh, <laughs> sticky palms, sticky palms. <laughs> so uh i get i go pick up my glasses they, i get them this time and shit and then the lady was like i'm sorry they were late and i said it's cool you know as long as i got them you know i won't be back here for another year i'm cool so she was like yeah you know it's just our our glasses guy he he was late to work today he had to go to the doctor with his uh partner and i'm i'm thinking like oh he gay like yeah okay i mean that's i don't know why you putting his business out here like that but then he was like go to go to the doctor with his partner to check on their baby they're having a, a baby and I was like, okay, um, that's cool. Hope everything's all right. And then I put two and two together. And I realized this old white lady didn't want to say his baby mama. Oh. <laughs> she made it sound like they were partners in a business or some <laughs> shit. You know, his partner to check on their baby. They're having a baby together. I was like, not oh. his wife. No, no, yeah. not, not his wife. The, the woman that he's yeah, fucking. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't want to say baby mama, man. So I'm I'm laughing like all right man I got my glasses and shit but um yeah that shit is a hustle dog just be careful man um when you go up there man don't let don't don't tell them you want to try the contacts too man because they they took that shit and ran with it bro and uh it was not cool and uh also make sure Jerome isn't working in the back because. I don't want nobody partying working on my glasses, ah, man. No offense to Jerome. This just gonna be shiny. They're gonna have olive oil and, <laughs> and coconut oil and all kinds of shit on your glasses. I'm sure he's a very serious man and all that, but, uh, when that motherfucker came out that room and I heard that, I get so excited. I was like, <laughs> the fuck? No, but did he come out there? If he came out doing the two step, I would have asked for a refund, man. Hey, did, he, did he come out dancing, though? Hey, hey, he wasn't dancing, but he had that jig and his stuff like he had just finished dancing. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know uh, what I mean? <laughs> like he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. he danced behind them doors, dog. I, I felt it. I <laughs> felt he, the energy. But he was like, "Wait a minute, I'm out here with the customers. I can't yeah. be out here dancing." He's like, "Out here with these white folks. Hold on, I just want to see what what mm-hmm. the what the model of the glass was." Okay, I'm all. I'm this back. is serial number. That dude, that, dude, oh. that dude was like, "Jerome, can you turn it down? Can you turn that mess down?" I was like, "This dude mad as shit. Get him, Jerome." <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so we got news to cover and shit, man. Uh, did you guys hear that uh, George Zimmerman is banned from having guns now? Yeah. Word? Yeah, they finally said, probably a good idea that you don't have a gun now that you strangled and put pulled a gun on a pregnant white woman. Yeah, exactly. Now we know what you have to do. Get a little justice, man. Point a shotgun, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't you say she pointed a shotgun at her? Yeah, he pointed a shotgun at her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, uh, he's out of control now. Cause he's doing shit to white people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hold up, you putting guns at white folks? Nah, mm-hmm. dog, you a menace. We gotta to stop that. Man, we should have known. This is foolishness. But, uh. He still got up on bail. I mean, his bail was only nine grand, man. Yo, that dude is kind of like Teflon to a degree still, man. He really is, man. And 
I hate to be that guy, but I gotta ask you guys. Mm. What if he didn't do it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. You know that guy's a murderer. Um, <laughs> exactly. I was about to go do uh, what? yeah i like how the people that defended him during the trayvon shit they don't pop mm-hmm. up now and be like you know guys it's just an allegation the, the it's evidence nothing but a in. woman people have just really yeah. stopped they just like can he please stop doing things it's making me look bad um well did you guys hear that the residents around where he lived with the uh with his girlfriend called the cops it was like he was kind of creepy i'm kind of paraphrasing but Basically, it was like, yo, dude, at first we thought he was a cop because he walks around like some kind of undercover cop. Yep. So he's, what more do we need to know, man, you know, besides one of the biggest injustices in the history of America is, I mean, dude is off the chain. Judge Zimmerman will spill some blood before the middle of 2014, even if it's his own. Mm-hmm. Remember I said that today. Yep. I'm, I'm with you, man. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walmart, uh, recently have, uh, has a, uh, well, not recently, they do have a donation, <clears throat> uh, center in their stores where you can, uh, put, uh, they had a sign where they want people to donate food items here so that associates in need can enjoy Thanksgiving dinner, which means people who work here don't get paid shit. Don't get paid enough. And, and to we have a Thanksgiving dinner, and we don't have our own foundation for these people. And uh, mm-hmm. let's let's be even. Let's keep it a hundred percent real. If you work in Walmart, there's a zero percent chance you got Thanksgiving off anyway. Ain't that the truth? They gonna put your yeah, ass to work, yeah. bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gonna be there Black Friday, pre Black Friday, Spades Friday. You, <laughs> it don't matter. You gonna be there. Might be Thanksgiving lunch. You might have a chance to do a Thanksgiving breakfast and then take your ass to work at Walmart. You know what? No, you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna pay for your Thanksgiving breakfast at the McDonald's. It's attached to the Walmart. So your ass won't, so everybody come in at six. Here's your Egg McMuffin. Happy Thanksgiving. You got six to seven. We open up at seven. Get back to work. But do you show up, do you show up to a donation dinner at your job? Like, right. Is Walmart that fucked up? Like, oh shit, yo, bro, I challenge. Y'all too, man. (laughs) <laughs> no, I make it seven like you. I could I couldn't even look at my coworkers like, oh shit, that nigga Moody. Hey, yeah, that nigga got a McMuffin, and he got two man. Shit is bad around this house, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah don't. Nah, it's like, hey man, I saw uh, I saw you donating to the to the associations in need associations in need uh uh container. What's up with that? Oh, I only work at part. <laughs> I only work at part time, brother. I make good money. <laughs> I'm just here for the discount. Like that, like it's no way it's gonna work. But yeah, they uh, you know, a wow. lot, of, a lot of people uh don't know that you can work at Walmart and still qualify for food stamps. Of course, uh, technically with how much they pay the um people that work there. So. Yeah, they pay them probably at or uh twenty five no two cent above whatever the minimum wage is. Yeah. So by the time if it's taxing that shit, you get paid four five dollars an hour. Who can live off of that? And they suggest it too. Mm-hmm. Like like in the employee mm-hmm. handbook, they tell you like. Oh, you can't work over 30 hours because you would qualify for, you know, full time. But what we will do is uh, teach you how to apply for food stamps and shit like that. Because they don't want to pay people. And (laughs) people want, people still want their 25 pair of socks for 99 cent. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, here's, here's, here's another story, guys. Uh, did you know they're making a woman proof car? Um, 
it's, it might be the most offensive public relations campaign ever um you think yeah uh <laughs> i'm gonna put this link in the chat so people can see this shit because uh it's fucking hilarious i gotta give them that yeah it's uh, all bright and pink too yeah i was like ah y'all nobody knew this was gonna go bad huh um <clears throat> that's what happened when you don't have a woman in there women do you have a problem parking your car and wish it was lurid pink luckily for you one of the more ill-advised pr campaigns of recent memory has come up with the goods a concept for a woman-proof car scrapyards may not quite may not be quite where you'd expect to find the most egalitarian of gender politics uh but breakyard.com has this to say for itself a new set of concept images released by the UK's number one network of approved national breakers have envisaged, 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 I don't know how you pronounce that, a woman-proof car, which specifically caters for women drivers who are a little unsure behind the wheel. Um, <clears throat> apparently, so women, they go, women, you're just incompetent-ass, stupid motherfuckers out here on the road driving? Apparently, <laughs> apparently female drivers fear the dreaded pink, uh, the dreaded parallel park, and breakyard.com wants to make driving as enjoyable as possible for women, which is so great, <laughs> great of them, not patronizing. Okay, this is a little snarky of the article. Um, the pink monstrosity at the top of this page is the result of their labor, including a bubble effect for parking where you swivel the seat inside, uh, so that you can, so you can like turn it to turn around, uh, and pull out so that you don't ever have to back into a space because <clears throat> the car is the same backwards and forwards it also has two sets of rearview mirrors oh shit mm-hmm. <laughs> why am i looking at myself um <clears throat> i'm just not closer to their appeal why am i on both sides of this vehicle there, there's no passenger seat like kid, so you in the by yourself kids can sit in the back but there's nobody next to you to distract you because you know women be you know women be get easily distracted in the front seat yeah now. women are stupid now, now, is, there, is there a picture of that so so what is where the passenger seat would be oh uh, like um uh, if you click the link in the chat um, uh, uh scroll down a little bit there's three illustrations where it shows like the woman in the front and two kids in the back and then <clears throat> there's an arrow where it spins and then it's spinning the woman is now now she's facing the back and it, like it spins all the seats completely around in a circle so that it's now facing the opposite way so that you don't have to worry about any type of parking you pull into the space and then you hit the button turn around you pull out the space wow and the car is pink to ensure high visibility to alert other road users specifically males uh that a woman is behind the wheel of a car and you know what this could be some sexes what happened if you got a man that won't pink a pink vehicle and they, and they go, right. and they turn around. They'll be like, oh, here's a sexy... Le- oh, wait a minute. Why is a dude walking out of that car? See? You're going to trick some folks. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's an article from Orchard Lake, Michigan. Uh, apparently, a man uh, had a bad breakup, I guess, with his with his wife. And, uh, well, let us let me just let the article tell you guys. Where's my volume at? Nothing quite communicates anger and animosity like the middle finger. Well, for one man in Metro Detroit, the gesture of ill will also doubles as patio furniture. Why settle for the ornate when you can simply be obscene? That's hilarious. That may be what strip club mogul Alan Markovitz was thinking when he bought this bird-flipping bronze statue for his new house right next to his ex-wife's. 
Next door? Next door. <laughs> That's foul. Mixed reaction from people we talk with. That's a big <laughs> you, you know, you can't do that. Revenge is bittersweet. So you would be okay if your ex-boyfriend did this to you? No, of course I wouldn't be okay with it. But you're asking me what he thought, right? Good man. We were unable to get a hold of Markovitz's object of animosity, but we talked with him by phone. He says the plan was to get even with his ex-wife's new beau, but says what was meant to be a private matter became public when his ex-wife's daughter posted pictures of the statue on Twitter. I think a woman could hurt you so much that you would do this? I would not do that. I wouldn't spend the money. No. You just do it in person, huh? Exactly. You know what? He's not <laughs> breaking any policies, is he? Is he? Fox 2 legal analyst Charlie Langton. Unless this city has some ordinance that prevents th these kind of fingers from uh, being illegal of some kind, no! You could have a statue. I mean, some people might say it's art. I don't know. But there's nothing illegal about it. I know it doesn't look good, but there's nothing illegal about it. Get over it! So you're probably wondering, if Alan Markovitz didn't want this to become a big deal, why did he put something that would undoubtedly get a lot of attention in his backyard? Well, he says... It simply summed up how he felt about his ex-wife's new bow, and right now there are no plans to take it down. Randy Wembley, Fox 2 News. That, that's some rich people shit. That yeah. is really some whack people shit. It, yeah, it's real whack, too. Like, I can't even give him no what credit for this. Like, I, like, if you do break up with somebody, they break up with you, and you buy a house next to them just so you can erect this statue... Like you, you might have some problems, man. Move on. You a rich strip club owner. You work with the strippers yourself. Just come on now. Take them home and, and leave it at that, man. You gotta you gotta get over. How old? How old the dude look, man? Uh, he looked like he was a good forty-five, fifty. Too old for this shit. Yeah. He need a good ass whipping, man. That's, that's ass whipping territory right there. <laughs> it really. Someone gonna go over there and break that fucking statue. I know that much. Of course. Incredible. Um, Lowe's Hotels, L-O-E-W-S, uh, Hotels is now going to allow people to book rooms via Twitter. Oh, that ain't going to end they, well. Mm -hmm. They're they going to regret that shit. They're going to have all kinds of spam bots and, and all kinds of shit booking rooms. Apparently. Okay, I want to get to the bottom of this. Okay, why? What's the whole purpose? Uh, it says, uh, travelers will be able to, well, first of all, it does not include their properties in Orlando, so they know not not Florida. They're smart. Aww. Can't let Floridians start booking rooms at Twitter. They fuck around. Ah! We selling meth in there and shit. Um, travelers can tweet at Lowe's underscore hotels with the hashtag book Lowe's to express interest in a room. Then a Lowe's travel planner will pick up the conversation. Once the person is ready to book a room, the planner will tweet a link to secure chat conversation to process payment information. This seems very public. Yes. Like, couldn't anybody click on that link? Of course. I don't know. Y'all right. This doesn't seem smart. Mm -mm. I mean, because you're talking about you're trying to do business transactions in 140 characters. This is not good. Yeah, you already have Priceline and Hotels.com. Mm -hmm. It really seems redundant. Like, yeah, I'm sure you can go to LowesHotels.com and do yeah, this. Could you imagine the person with this account going, are you, do you sure I want to send a link to fuck you bitches and hoes at fuck you bitches and hoes? <laughs> right. Are you sure? At so fine six nine six nine. Are you sure you want this room? 
Yeah. Um, so, so, so what's the purpose? So they don't have a website then. So I don't, what's the purpose of the website? Uh, I guess they, they have, have a website. They, they do have a website, but what they're saying is that a lot of travelers, particularly in the twenties and thirties now, uh, don't want to pick up a phone to book a hotel room. Okay. So hotels are responding by letting them book their online phone, like online and through mobile apps. Um, and they think this is the next step in that. So instead of Priceline, you would just go on Twitter.com hmm. and hit them up for that. Priceline probably better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just yeah, seems. I'm going to stay away from that one. That, that sounds like a mess. Yeah, that sounds right like there, a now. scam. You mess around. They'll be like, you, you had 10,000 rooms. How the hell I got 10,000 rooms? Who's going to be the first person to get caught cheating through this, though? That's why I'm Of course. Who's going to be the first person to get that? Hey, at Lowe's Hotel, man, how much y'all run about 4 a.m. right now? Like, Ah, Can I, is it too it, late to check in? It's gonna be like at Moody at Lowe's. Or, I enjoyed <laughs> last night. Why you gonna be like? Well, and it's gonna get retweeted and shit. Yeah. No, this is a, <laughs> I'm a scumbag. This is a disaster. If you're a scumbag, stay away from this. That's mm-hmm. no danger, man. Be old school. Pick up the telephone, please. Oh, uh, well, yeah, God damn. It's definitely game time, people. And uh, Woo-hoo! that's right. It's time to play some games here. Mr. Moody is always an enthusiast in the games. Uh, the first game, of course, though, is always fucking with black people. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play some fucking with black people. And this time, I contested. It's somebody that has been on the show several times. It's Mr. Don Lemon, everybody. Give it up for Don Lemon. He's oh, back. Oh, he's back in the house. All right. Let us let me, let me just play this. That light-skinned brother's back. Apparently, he was interviewing a dude that said that he hates being a black man. So, oh, wait. This shit 12 minutes long? I'll play what I can. Let me see. It's about a controversial issue here right now, okay? So sit down and listen to this. I read this earlier in the week and was intrigued by it. A writer for The Guardian says he hates being a black man. I want to read some quotes from Orville Lloyd Douglas. He writes, I can honestly say I hate being a black male. I just don't fit into a neat category of the stereotypical views people have of black men. In popular culture, black men are recognized in three areas, sports, crime, and entertainment. I hate rap music. I hate most sports. And I like listening to rock music such as P.J. Harvey. So I want to bring in the author right now. His name is Orville Lloyd Douglas. He joins me in Toronto. Um, you know, who is, I guess you can call it self-hatred. Who do you blame for your self-hatred? Um, I would say that um, I, think it's, I think it manifests uh, from, uh, from society, I would say. When I read, when I read through all of that, and you're saying you hate being a black man, do you hate being a black man or do you just hate the stereotypes about black men? I hate the stereotypes about black men. There's, in pop culture, there, um, the, the stereotypical image of a black male is to be uh, aggressive, is to be um, arrogant, is to, to not to be a nice person. And I just feel like as though there are a lot of black males out there, such as myself, who don't conform to those um, sexist and racist stereotypes. Do you really not want to be black anymore? Is that what you're saying? 
No. I mean, if I'm you could saying. change it, if you could change it, would you change it to some other race? Would you be white? I mean, what are you saying here? No. No, what I'm saying is, is that you have to remember that I wrote that I'm a Canadian. I'm not right. an American. And, uh, and, and you have to remember that in Canada, there are less than one million blacks in Canada. Canada is a very Eurocentric country. I mean, the image of Canada people have is of hockey, Molson beer, cold winters. You know, people, black Canadians were really at the, uh, we're, we're kind of like at the margins of Canadian society. It's not like the United States where um, there are African Americans make up 12% of the United States population. Uh, all right, that's enough of this shit. Um, a hundred, dog. Yeah, you wrote an article saying you hate being a nigga, dog. I get it. Um, but uh, yeah, you get a hundred for shit like this because Don Lemon picked it up, interviewed the man. The title is is misleading as shit. Mm-hmm. Which is obviously, like, if he didn't pick the title, his editor picked the title, somebody picked the title, but he's running with it because he's on national TV with that as his premise. But uh. He what he really should have said is, I hate the stereotypes about black men. I'm not a stereotypical black man. Uh, to which I would say, Welcome to the club, nigga. That's everybody. Yeah, I'm about to say, You ain't saying nothing earth shattering, groundbreaking, um, that people hadn't experienced before. This is just life. This right. is the reality of the world. Motherfuckers be so fucking, motherfuckers just want to go to the front of the line with this. Excuse me, guys. Excuse me. I'm black and I'm a little different. Excuse me. No one's noticed. This, this shouldn't. This shouldn't matter. But what, what did he look like? Because uh, no. something is telling me. So you saw a visual of this, right? Because I'm thinking that Don Lemon was talking to Don Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> is that what? The, is that? Is this like some fucking joke, dude? Because I didn't see the uh, visuals of it all. He looks a little bit like uh, Jason Whitlock. Uh, he doesn't have a beard. Um, uh, bald head black dude man kind of pudgy like i don't know dog it's it's just one of those things where it's like he, i don't get why i do like i like his problem is a problem with society judging people by their color, color. but not color but just by the cover like if he was a woman he'd be like i don't want to be judged by other women like i'm a woman i like football and sometimes i do i don't want to bake cakes it's like okay motherfucker like you're a human being. You don't get to write an article about that. Yeah, sometimes people just have issues with being in their own skin, regardless of the color of your skin. It is one of the things where you have to embrace it and love whoever you are. Shame on his editor for running this shit. Mm-hmm. Like somebody, yeah, somebody should have looked at mm-hmm. that and be like, no, dog, this is not news. You need to word that like, differently. Go cover some, some news. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just some good old self-hate right there. That ain't got shit to do with stereotypical that has nothing to do with that self-hate right there because he sounded like it's not was he skateboarding it sounded like he was at a skateboard park or some shit <laughs> <laughs> it was he was, was outside he, he was outside he wasn't skateboarding somebody else might have been yeah but what, what was he gonna say next um when when i go to the club all the fine ladies and they never want to pay me any attention they always over there with the rappers right oh my yeah well fuck well fuck him People. Can, we say, can we say fuck him like dude you know, Don Lemon probably listened to the black guy who tipped. Hey, Don, man, fuck that guy. <laughs> Don Lemon. You know what, man? I would, I was gonna laugh and be like, he don't listen to this shit, but ever since Fonte said he listened to this shit, I, I had who to. Who knows? Who yeah. knows who here and what the fuck we got to say? Straight up. Don fuck around, meet me in public, be like, fuck you, and pull your pants up. 
and wear a belt, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah, I'm tired of your shit. Pick up the trash off the street. Stop littering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's your fault they were getting stopped Make and frisked. Make look bad. Someone stop and frisk this man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alright, let's play our next game. It's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. I said, now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for guest the race, the number one game show in all the podcast land, where we play or read articles from around the world, and we ask our guest today, Mr. Moody from Mr. Moody's Neighborhood, to guest the race, and our racist ass chat room plays along. Mr. Moody, are you ready to play some guest the race? Yes, sir, Why? I am ready. Let's go, because I hate being black. <laughs> Good to know that, sir. I hate the fact that I'm black playing this shit. Let's go. I hate my black skin, because it's black. <laughs> I hate Whoopi Goldberg's gums, because they black. <laughs> Back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. Everything black. Oh, that goddamn Wesley Snipes. <laughs> um, a Chicago woman was jailed last week after allegedly beating an 82 year old man at the car accident. Oh my. Sophia Body, 28, is being held on $2 million bail, the Chicago Tribune reported. Isaac Tucker, 82, claims that Body and another woman, age 38, flagged him down. And when he stopped his car to help them, he accidentally hit one of them. Uh, well, what's your old ass doing behind the wheel, dog? You can't even stop the car? However, Assistant State Attorney Elizabeth Dibbler told the Chicago Sun-Times that Tucker accidentally hit one of the women while they were crossing the street and pulled over because he realized he hit someone. Which is probably what really happened, by the way. He probably accidentally hit these women. Then he stopped the car to see if they was okay. And then they beat his ass. That sounds like what happened. That sounds way more likely than they flagged him down for help. He hit one of them and then they whooped his ass. That doesn't even make sense. Uh, Tucker didn't tell the police he was flagged down until later. Either way, once Tucker stopped his car, he was allegedly yanked out of his vehicle and beaten with a screwdriver. Oh. I know, Ken. Where'd they, they really find, screwed him to death. Where'd they find OJ and Vodka at that time of night? Mm-hmm. When questioned by police, Body allegedly said, yeah, I pulled his ass out the car and beat the fuck out of him. Ha, uh, ha. The victim was bleeding from the head and had lacerations on his back, but is in stable condition. Body was charged with attempted murder, aggravated battery of a senior citizen. The 38-year-old woman has not been charged. Guess the race, Mr. Moody, of uh, Sophia Body. Well, what is her last name, sir? Body, B-O-D-Y. Like, your body calling for me. They needed help. Mm-hmm. I'm channeling. I'm channeling. They needed help. He pulled over to help. He hit the shit out of one of them. Mm-hmm. There's only a special race that could not stab you with a screwdriver, but actually beat you with a screwdriver <laughs> and then admit to it and say, hell yeah, I beat the shit out of his ass. It's only one race in America. It is the race that I hate being. I'm going to say black baby. I don't know if you can see it, but I'm going to go black baby. Okay. Black all the way 100%. Mr. Moody wrote his down to put black in the chat room. Uh, black baby. I always like when Moody comes on the show because it makes it like extra special for the people at Spreecast. I know because they think it's in the cell. Should have had your ass here if you're not here. Mm-mm, Watch your the fault. Couple of hood boogers, says Kia. 
Uh-huh. One who is proud to be black. <laughs> Tar fetus. <laughs> oh my. Someone that loves being black, black. Queen Ashy three elbows, three apples high, brothers L. Okay. Chitty chitty bang bang black. Tortilla and rice eating Latina. Shout- mm. <laughs> the correct answer is. Uh, hold on, did it? Come on, son. It's Sharik Black as hell. All right. The correct <laughs> answer is Black. Mr. Moody got it. He is correct. I just begun. Oh, I just begun. I'm feeling this shit tonight, baby. He's always I'm so feeling good. This shit. Yep. Somebody got it wrong. Oh yeah, a couple people got it wrong. Yep. Uh, Don't kick back. I got this, man. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, man, that was that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty terrible. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, we'll see what the next story is here, guys. <clears throat> uh, who's this guy? Okay, Nicholas. This guy's name is Nicholas Melvoli. Melvoli. Uh, he's a 32 year old from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, stand up. Ring the bell. BK, what up? And he is dead. Okay. Oh, Let's shit. find out why he is dead. Let's see if I can play this video uh, about. New York yeah, man has died after trying to set a diving record. 32-year-old Nicholas Mavoli died shortly after emerging from the water while trying to set a record for free diving on Sunday in the Bahamas. Mavoli was hoping to reach 72 meters in one breath without the assistance of an air tank. Event organizers say Mavoli had flashed the OK sign once he surfaced, but soon after that he had trouble breathing and then lost consciousness. All right. So that's the quick rundown of the story. He was trying to set a record for diving on one breath. He hoped to reach 236 feet, a.k.a. 72 meters with one breath of oxygen. He got back to the service, did a thumbs up like, I'm all right. And then he died. Guess the race. Ladies and gentlemen, only 20% of black people swim. So I'm going to eliminate my race from this category. Now, let's, let's, let's talk about daring. Who plays with wild animals? Who encounters home invaders and acts? What are you doing here? Is everything all right? <laughs> Who into the wilderness? Who hits the wilderness in 90 below with a pair of shorts and a tank top on to break a snow record? Who does that? It ain't no Mexicans. It ain't no brothers. Black guy who tips family. That is... White. <laughs> Going with W. Nobody else dumb enough to do that shit but a white. Boy. Let's see what the chat room goes with. Cheese eating gentrifier of Brooklyn. Oh. Setting a diving record. This involves swimming white. <laughs> One who that enjoys yeah. a, a Marlboro and meth sandwich. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't forget mm-hmm. the don't forget the mayo on that Ashley Three Classic. Uh Crocodile Hunter's Italian cousin. Oh, <laughs> Romanian? Went, yeah, Romanian. I'm assuming that's white. Went to see Thor instead of Best Man Holiday White. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I like swimming with and torturing killer whales, White. Aww. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the correct answer is, is, guys, the correct answer 
is white you guys all got it right um and i actually have a new sound effect just for mr moody mm-hmm. that's that's the golf clap like that 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 that's that's like they don't even want to disturb the masterful art at work with your with your guests in the race right now dog that, Dude, that's, I, I am just so I, I was hoping that you said brooklyn so it almost flew me for mm-hmm. a minute you said brooklyn but Brooklyn niggas, we swim, but we just ain't trying to break no fucking records. Yeah, I tried, dog. Like, that was my, like, I'm going to get moody with yeah. this. I'm going to say, Brooklyn! But uh, <laughs> you could tell. Mm-mm. You was on top of it. You was not tricking him. Well, it's already time, man. It's time to get in this bonus round, Ken. He's, he's two for two. Can he continue the streak? We're going to see. In the bonus round. Double the points, double the race, double the points, and the race. That's right, everybody. It's time to double the points, double the race. Things are getting intense in the bonus round. Well, we get to see if Mr. Moody is nervous about bonus guest the race. Are you nervous, Mr. Moody? The last time I was on this show, I dominated, brother. I'm here for a two-piece. Let it rip, Rod. I'm ready to go. All right. Uh, here's, here's our, our next guest the race, uh, article. Um, caught on tape. Imagine a mother and father using their seven children to help them commit a crime. Sheriff's officials say that's what happened at a Toys R Us in suburban Boca Raton on State Road 7 last month. More from CBS 12's Al Pefley, who joins us there live tonight. Al? Liz, as you know, sometimes parents will bring their kids to a toy store like this one to help pick out a toy. But detectives say in this case, parents brought their kids here for another reason, to help them commit a crime and steal merchandise. Surveillance cameras were rolling when a family of nine came into this Toys R Us store in suburban Boca Raton October 28. There was a mother, a father, and seven kids. Video from the security cameras show the kids going to the electronic section of the toy store where the tablets are on display. According to investigators, the children appeared in and out of the video as if they were climbing under the cabinets. Store management at the Toys R Us told the sheriff's office they feel the parents had instructed the kids to undo the security devices that were attached to the tablets. Investigators believe the kids were successful in removing two of the security devices and they say once the kids did that the parents walked by the shelves and picked up two of the tablets and then the whole family left the store together officials say the kids were between the ages of three and 13. so what do other shoppers think of the parents using their kids to help carry out a crime that way that's awful (laughs) that's awful they should you know teach good principles no good manners how to be polite. I think that's quite unfortunate. Uh, you, you would be under the impression that, uh, you know, that a parent would be a good role model for younger children. Um, you know, unfortunately, that's, those are things that are going on in society nowadays. Video shows they walked into the store at about 7 p.m. and left 20 minutes later. In that short time, mom and dad and the seven kids made off with two tablets worth more than $300. So what kind of lesson does a caper like this teach the children? I mean, it, it teaches them that that's okay. And it's really not. And no one from this particular Toys R Us store would go on camera and comment for this story tonight. Now, I have here a copy of the latest Toys R Us wish list catalog for the holiday season. And right here on page 70, you can see they have one of those tablets that the parents took in this case. Now, maybe they decided to start their Christmas shopping a little early this year. But sheriff's detectives say the problem is they were stealing rather than paying for the merchandise. Live Al Pefley. Is that the problem? 
um <laughs> like how you act, they said the problem was you can't just take shit without paying for it <laughs> reporting live al jones um but mr moody man guess uh the race of uh the, the people involved in this story Rod, mm-hmm. I want to uh, first thank you and Cameron for allowing me to come on this precast. It's been a pleasure, sir. <laughs> and um, you know, when I when I was victorious last year, I I shouted out all my people, Roro, Pookie, all of them, man. What up, man? Brooklyn stand up, New York City stand up. Um, Rod, I am going to go with here, here's the whole thing. Let me tell you why I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say black, and I'm going to tell y'all why. Okay. So they came into the store, mm-hmm. but they had their babies with them, and they taught the babies to crawl under shit. The babies already have done this before, so that shows a certain kind of preparation and dedication to thievery, and mm-hmm. it's only one race of people that can do that. Mm-hmm. But, but the fact that they put their freedom on the line Mm-hmm. And didn't steal an iPad. They stole two tablets that combined are worth three hundred dollars. I'm not going to say black rod. I'm not going to say black queen Karen. Instead, I am going to say Blizzak. Blizzak. Because let me tell you something, man. Everybody knows when we do crime, often we don't do it right. Them niggas going to jail for three hundred dollars to live that. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. It's a wrap. I am the two Pete Rangers champion. God bless. Oh God. God bless. Oh man. Oh man. Oh, I'll sweat. I'll sweat. Oh, uh, let me let me set the mood by playing some of the music they probably would play this Christmas as I read some of these these guests that everybody has. They might play this in their household while playing with the androids. The real Jackson, <laughs> the real Jackson family don't stop till you get enough black. Oh Lord. They only got two, they only got two, <laughs> two things. Tablet. So Joe Jackson would have whooped everybody's ass. Seven people? Well, no, nine mm-hmm. people? Yeah. Father white says Big B. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a mother and a father. Vey, mm-hmm. and all her kids. Uh, although I do appreciate that the news article did say they thought it was a mother and a father. That was, that was nice of them. Nine kids, only 300 bucks. Parents need to step their games up. I'm guessing Latino, says Sparger. Those who lay on their stomachs and let their friends swim on their backs during the summer. Oh my. So he's going with Latino too. Two, two, (laughs) Queen didn't, Queen didn't do a guess. She just said two tablets, $300. Android. (laughs) <laughs> Androids are black, right? They don't have no white yeah. color ones. So Mm-mm. I'm going to assume that she means black. black. I'm assume Big B means black. Uh, Queen Neen didn't even want to guess. She said, uh uh-huh. Got all your bills in your three-month baby name, Florida Black, which is just the worst, says Kyle Love. The correct answer is, guys, let us know. Because they were Blizzak. They absolutely were biz- Blizzak. So... When you're watching a professional at work, man, you just got to appreciate. That's like, that's what people do for Tiger Woods. That's the kind of clap that I just did for Mr. Moody is the Tiger Woods <laughs> applause because that, that shit was on point, man. Um, all right, man. Uh, we can't get out of here without talking about 
one of the issues that's plaguing the world that I have a problem with constantly and we speak out against here at the blackout tips and that is sore ratchetness mm-hmm. okay now mr moody's perfect record aside take some time out from celebrating to think about the people that get hurt here's an example a man was hospitalized after a sword attack a 39 year old man told police he was attacked with a sword early saturday morning according to the gaston police report toby gino green said he was attacked between midnight and 12:22 a.m. Damn, we got that shit down to the 22 minutes. In so the, after 12 o'clock, get away from people that got swords. Yeah. In the bedroom of his That's house, he ran to a neighbor's house on South 11th Street who called police and medics to attend him. When police arrived, they said they saw Green sitting on the neighbor's porch with several cuts to his head. Oh, my. Which was covered in blood. He told police he was attacked by his 38-year-old brother one year apart uh for unknown reasons well no one can ever know when someone has a sword they don't need a reason the sword is the reason gazden police captain bobby jackson said police tried to find the brother at the residence jackson said the brother is suspected of having mental problems you don't think but hey let's let him own a sword because that's reasonable yeah <laughs> talking about people owning guns having mental issues what about swords can we start with swords they hurt worse Green was taken to Riverview Regional Medical Center for treatment and eventually taken to the UAB hospital because of the severity of his injuries. He had a fractured skull, a severe head injury, and a deep puncture wound under his left arm that did not hit any vital organs. He also had multiple gashes to his head. The report said the scene of the attack was covered from ceiling to floor with blood with a chair. Oh, what the what? With a chair and a TV broken inside the room, the sword was recovered by the police and no arrests have been made and the incident is still under investigation. This is the kind of shit that happens, dog. You know, I'll read another one. It's the race crazy. (laughs) Right. There's no no picture here. But uh, I'll read another one because uh, that's how much shit has happened, guys. Ah! A Monrovia man whose home was burglarized by a friend late Tuesday armed himself with a sword in an attempt to take justice into his own hands. Both he and the alleged burglar who suffered a minor cut in the confrontation were behind bars. So this man, like, I got a sword. I'm going to get my justice. But he forgot he ain't got no fucking sword training. He's just a (laughs) motherfucker with a sword. Went down there, got his ass whooped, barely cut the other dude, and both of them behind bars. That's not helping nobody. Just call the cops if you know who stole your shit, man. Jesse Roland Runge, 35, of Monrovia, was booked on assault with a deadly weapon following the incident, while Jeremy Hoover Weber, 29, of Monrovia, was booked on suspicion of burglary and drug possession, according to the Monrovia police. Runge returned home shortly before midnight Tuesday and found his home had been burglarized. Monrovia Police Lieutenant Michael Lee said, among the items missing was Runge's iPad. The tablet computer was equipped with tracking software, which Grunge used to determine the iPad was located at the home of his friend, Weber. All he did was give him that phone, was like the Find Me app. Yeah, he just did Find My iPad. Yeah. And was like, oh, it's at, why is that shit at my friend's house? But instead of notifying the police, he allegedly armed himself with a sword and a pocket knife. What was the pocket knife for? A sword and a pocket knife. Yeah, what's the fuck? <laughs> the pocket knife is like when cops had that little twenty-two. They keep in they they sock in case shit go wrong. <laughs> like if the sword don't work, I can still stab him a little bit. Uh, he headed to the home of his friend to get his property back. 
uh by the way when i like how like when i lost my phone i remember people was like i mean when my phone got stolen they was like use that find my phone app and then go to the person's ha- house and i was like nigga i ain't liam neeson from taken only, ah! thing, only thing i can do is be like cops he live over there that's the only thing i'm gonna say hey police he, he stay over there do what you do with yeah. that i'm not about to go over there and get killed for no fucking phone Mm-mm. you stupid my life worth more than fucking 200 dollars whatever the fuck it is i pay the fee I just, yes yeah. it is Nigga be like, I got shot, man. Did you believe them criminals got guns too? Cause I'm crazy. trying to tell you, your bail gonna be more than two hundred dollars for <laughs> right. that phone. Yeah, I killed. Absolutely. You be in prison talking about I killed that nigga over my phone, dog. Mm-mm. Don't nobody take my phone. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but instead of notifying police, he went over there. He confronted Weber at his home and began chasing him with the sword and a pocket knife. Yeah, <laughs> it took them both out. Lee said Weber <laughs> suffered a minor cut to the forearm from the knife. Didn't even get cut with the sword. It yes. always works that way. It always works that way. But, but you know what? How can somebody? I'm I'm, I'm thinking about balance here. Mm-hmm. A sword and a knife. How did he just step to the side and trip the motherfucker? Or something like that? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. He should have had a taser or something. Uh, as he fled the home, he took with him his backpack, which contained the allegedly stolen property, as well as heroin and prescription pills, not subscribed prescribed to him. Oh, must go and put that medicine in some glasses, Karen. Oh, apparently so. Police arrived to report uh, to reports of a fight. Detained both men, seized the backpack. Weber was treated at the scene for the cut to his forearm before being taken to jail. According to county booking rec- booking records, Runge is being held on thirty thousand dollars bail, pending his initial court appearance. While the dude that he tried that he did cut is being held on this can't be right. They had to miss a zero. It says twenty five comma zero zero bell i'm assuming that's twenty five thousand dollars bell uh-huh. meanwhile george zimman got out on nine thousand dollars bill um but uh thank you so much for being on the show mr moody man make yes. sure you guys check course, him out man. man always always man uncle thank you man i appreciate y'all man no doubt man go to my next door neighbor.net mm-hmm. uh, my y'all still got that right uh yeah we it may be gone by 2014 but we'll okay. let everybody know well in advance okay okay, okay. no doubt mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. check out mr moody's neighborhood man like i said he's doing putting in a lot of work there uh the ladies love it like i always see the up and down my timeline dog just uh i'm gonna mm-hmm. get pregnant you know you trying to get me pregnant and i'll be like man he out there putting in that <laughs> podcast <laughs> trying to make trying to make them babies right yo listen man when i <laughs> all the shows man we appreciate everybody for listening to them but I just gotta understand, your ladies, man. It's a it's a lot of wetness that goes into these super sevens. <laughs> I like the like, super I'm sevens. Just, I'm so I'm so happy to be people baby daddy, man. And I, I think I'm gonna do a video <laughs> uh, of my preparation for these super sevens because, hey, hey, yo, Rod, man, hey, yo, Karen. Y'all know I don't start. I gotta move, and I'm only gonna share this move one time. Okay. Before I get out of here, right? All right. Super sevens don't begin. When I know that I got I got those seven songs and I'm ready to record, I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> and when I do that, when I do that four times, I know it's a successful Super 7. I cut the Super 7, I make sure my daughter is asleep, and then I ejaculate in my wife. Because <laughs> I a lot of people, people a lot of people owe uh, Mr. <laughs> Moody, man. A lot of people owe, a lot of women come out home from work, ready to go. And a lot of, a lot of dudes owe Mr. Moody a high five, bro. A lot, 
A lot of people go. A lot of people have made uh some deposits in the sperm bank, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh in Moody's name. But uh make sure you guys continue to check out the show, man. The Blackout Tips. You can find us uh, you know, the blackouttips.com and iTunes and Stitcher, leave us five star reviews. Appreciate all the people that do that. We'll see you guys tomorrow at nine. Our guests will be uh at least two of the guys from the three guys on podcast if you guys haven't heard of it uh you'll hear of it tomorrow because yes. it's a very funny podcast they are very funny and we appreciate it um don't forget adamandeve.com code tbgwt get your discounts uh until tomorrow i love you you too baby Mwah. <laughs>